And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. And I'm James. All right. Hey, James, who do we have with us? Colt and Kyle. Oh! Kyle. <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't, at least you didn't call him Jace. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I just looked at Colt and Kyle. I don't. I like it. All right. Hey, he's been called a lot worse. <laughs> I'm called a lot worse. It's true. Silver medalist. Hey, if we win so this weekend, medalist. we're calling yep. Kyle forever. Cut me deep. <laughs> For the listeners, the truth here is that we are recording this intro more than halfway through the pod. Because James just walked in from the Grizz basketball game. So quick update. They win? Yeah. Who's their best player this year? Anand. All right. Huh? Who's their second best? Who's the, who's, the, who's the player to look out for? I mean, the second best is also a senior. And who's that? Who's that? Low. Laul Oki. Oki. Is he new though? No, he was no. there last no, year. No, he was there last year. Is he a defensive specialist, rebounder, kind of yeah. big man, right? Yeah, post right. guy. We'll take that. Hold it down on the post. Uh, Grizz beat Portland State this weekend. Did you have any doubts? Not really. Did your dad? I don't know. Half this pod had doubts. We were I getting get, nervous. We get not doubts. We were I nervous. stressed out. But you know what? I realized the stat that I saw that that. Uh, Really should make us stop worrying about the game for Cat Grizz or Grizz Cat. Bobby Huck is twelve and zero the week before this game. Damn! According to Missouli, that's a that's a whole lot of winning. Yeah, I don't know. I had a close one against Idaho State in 09, but you know, got it done. What uh, What was the best part of this game? What What did the Grizz do well in your mind? I don't know. Boy, I did you barely watch? Did you remember? Barely it? watched it. It wasn't that exciting, was it? Just, was just kind of a casual Duke game. The Duke game? Duke, North Carolina. Okay. I don't, even, I don't even know what to do with you right now. I was at the Desperado with Kyle. That's why yeah. you said Kyle earlier. And me. And Brent and his For, son Reese. Yeah. We enjoyed it. We had fun. Mike made a friend in the middle of the bar. That's true. <laughs> he might be a pod listener for yeah. all I know, but don't be that guy in the middle of the bar. Someone speaking very loudly that did not know what was actually happening in the game. You know, being with somebody from a distance who's got terrible observations and like just says if you have bad observations, maybe just say them quietly. Just keep them to yourself. Yeah. Use your inside voice? Yeah. Yes. Two foot voices. <laughs> so at one point I kind of started chatting back. Because you know, I don't have any I don't have any reins anymore. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Mike I'm independent Mike. Yeah. <laughs> all we need to know. Alright, are you ready for this week? Yeah. You nervous at all? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's fair. That's fair. How you feeling? What, what do you think what do you think's gonna happen? What okay, what do the Grizz need to do to win this game? What are two things you think they need to do? Um play good defense. Yeah, yeah. And got be ready for the run. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because last year, what they rush for against us? Do you remember? Two hundred yards. No, 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 double it. A few more than that. Four, like four thirty something yeah. or something like that. It was a whole bunch. It was a rough go. James, do you have any pregame rituals for Cadres? Like, no. Do you, do you like put on your your socks on in a particular order? No. You do know that you can't. Tell anybody at school what FTC stands for, or you're gonna yeah. get your parents in trouble, right? Well, no one knows what it stands for. It well. stands for feed the children. Yeah. Yeah, feed the children. For can the cats. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Feed the children, can the cats. 
nothing good at all. Do we have any questions for James? We got a couple questions. All right. Uh, uh, James, Clayton is saying uh, he had heard in a previous pod that you like steak. As a cattle producer, that made him happy. Would you pick a T-bone or a rib steak? Sorry. T-bone or rib steak? I think probably a rib guy. I don't know. What do you make? More rib than T-bone. Than rib. Second question. James, does your dad get you locally sourced grass-fed beef, or is he a supporter of the big packing industry? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what I know about Mike would be local all the way. I oh, do the yeah. best I can. <laughs> Absolutely. I think he supports Grass Valley Farms out there. Off yeah. Of, uh, yeah. I'm, I support urban farming. And, uh, yeah. Yes. All the above. It's a uh, sustainable farm. Iowa Grizz is asking James, uh, they believe you've already answered this, but what's your favorite concession stand food is? At the games. You changing your mind? Probably just pizza, candy. Pizza. Pizza Hut. So it's because yeah. the concession stands are kind of lame. Whatever happened to the Vikings that used to be yeah. on the Concourse? Yeah, I don't know, like the, well, they, I think the they got no- the noodles. They've got the noodles, but that's, noodles that's like the only unique thing in the They had stadium. Vikings? They, they had Vikings in the South Enzo. Yeah. Do they still have them? No. Not that I know of. Because they used to be in the concourse, right? The Between COVID year yeah. just kind of shut a lot of this. Like, they, why don't they come back? There's a food truck outside. Yeah. Who's in charge of the concessions, and do they, why don't they love us anymore? I I think it could After be a staffing dining issue. Services, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Dining services, University of Montana. They're trying really hard. James, you had previously said Pizza Hut, and I heard from a Pizza Hut manager, and I believe you have some coupons for free pizza coming your way. You do? I've Not at them. the game, but just if, in general. You... Are you a thin crust or pan crust type guy? Or stuff crust. Or stuff crust. That's oh, that's pro. That's stuff that's crust. There. Well, if we're talking about concession stands, it's, stuff it's crust. the personal pan pizza. Oh, the personal pan, that's all you get, right? Yeah. Those are nice. That's his go-to. Mm-hmm. Here's a question. You guys are in basketball season, right? It's coming up? Yeah. Do you guys play any tournaments in Anaconda, Montana? Uh, there's actually an Anaconda tournament that would be... I think the first weekend of the playoffs, assuming that we get a bye, Coach Jay, I know that you're probably going to listen to this one, but uh, you're on notice. <laughs> might be missing a couple players. <laughs> well, if Just you guys go to out there. if you guys go to Anaconda, there is a Pizza Hut Classic there, and it is a delight. If you haven't been to the Pizza Hut Classic, like they go and sit down. Red roofs. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, Let's have the tabletop Pac-Man game. Yeah, this is oh. this is like nothing you've ever That's seen. Cool. So uh <clears throat> yeah, book it. Book it and get there with your coupons. It's nice. All right. Can you say thanks for the for them sending the coupons? That's great. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh James, other question ever, Chris, is wondering, and he promises he won't tell your dad, if you ever feed pod dog from the table. He feeds the dog from everywhere. Table, couch, counter, wherever. I was say, nothing stops that dog. <laughs> Been to he games just... here where pod dog's on the table. Old pod dog. <laughs> He's on the counter. <laughs> I've had a couple of recordings where you're like yelling at him. I know, if it's still up there, and be like, oh, nobody's paying attention. I'm just going to go grab that. <laughs> That's mine. Yeah, it works for me. Uh, those, I believe. Yep, those are three questions we had for you, buddy. All right, you have the games ready to go? Yeah. Ah, uh, boy. Almost. Uh, James, who do you think is going to score the first touchdown on Saturday? I don't know. Fonts. Mm. No? 
I'd say they'd probably end up doing what they did like last game where they at here when they had like the big catch that got them to like the ten, and then they just did that fake handoff to like Gilman. Gilman. McDowell kept mm-hmm. it and ran it ran it in. So you're saying McDowell? Yeah. Safe bet. That's what I was going to say, safe bet. All right, games. Here we go. Weber State goes to Cal Poly. Weber. Idaho State goes to Idaho. Idaho, who just lost to Weber State. Idaho. Yeah, that's probably right. Except I'm rooting for Idaho State. We all are. We all are. Uh, Northern Arizona goes to Eastern Washington. Both teams are four and six. I feel like what we saw last week in, in Bozeman is that East Washington is done playing football. East Washington has probably quit playing football. <laughs> Their season's over. Uh, Portland State goes to Northern Colorado. Portland State. Here's one. Sac State goes to Davis. Sac is seven and three. Davis is six and four. Winners in the playoffs. Losers... If Davis loses, they're out. Sack. I don't know about Sack. Where's it at? It's in Davis. It's a tough one. And Sack had a hell of a tough game against Cal Poly. For for seeding purposes, we want Sack to win that game. I mean, it helps because be a top yeah. ten team. Yeah, yeah. They're Sack. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Who'd you pick? Did you say Sacramento? Davis. Oh, Ooh, Davis. Let's go, James. Out here. All right. All right. All right. So does a seven and four Davis make it? No. Not this year, I don't think. No. There's gonna be a lot of seven and four teams from the valley. Mo Valley biased. Including potentially North Dakota State. Uh that's a good point. There is a lot of Missouri Valley teams, but Davis's wins are Texas AM Commerce, Southern Utah, Cal Poly, Weber State, Portland State, Idaho State. So they have that Sac State win. That they could get in. They could sneak in. Win. Hmm. We'll see. They're going to be stacked up against a whole bunch of seven and four Valley teams. Right. Yep. So, and the last one, the Battle of the Brawl, or whatever they call it. Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Love it. The confidence. Right just at lead it. Right into it. No, no doubts. All right, buddy. Those what, are the games, man. What makes you so confident? Um, we have a better offense than last year, and it's here. All right. We'll That's take fair. it. Yeah. Do you think our run defense is better this year than last year? Does it feel? It feels way worse. But really? Okay. I don't really know. I'm thinking just like strength on strength here. Because our run defense is ranked pretty good, but oh. so is the... Our run defense was ranked pretty good uh, going into last year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, who knows. All right. Hey, thanks, bud. Okay. Hey, nice work showering before you went to that basketball game, too, by the hey. way. So go brush your teeth and go to bed. <laughs> As you put that piece of candy in your See mouth. See you later, Rico. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Is our defense better this year, or is it better last year, overall? I think it's better this year, and the reason I say that is because I don't think that they are worried about anything. They are. They will – Change the scheme up if they need to. There's no worrying about players getting tackles. It's just anything Wait, and everything. Well, can you expand on that, Michael? <laughs> We've talked about this. Before. 
Well, I, I kind of think that they are better against the run, which is what we needed. Because our rival and the team that is always threatening to keep us out of the playoffs is best at run. I don't know that I feel as comfortable with this team against like a really dynamic passing offense. We haven't seen a really dynamic passing offense yet in the flavor of like some of those old Eastern Washington teams. That's fair. Right? You know, like there's not that caliber of passing squad. I think anywhere. Now, I haven't watched Furman yet, but that's not how South Dakota State's built either. So I feel like our defense might be constructed for the moment better than it has been in in a while. So why do you guys think that the run defense is better this year? Is it just because there's more depth? Is it just because there's the schemes a little bit different with, with Ronnie? Or what are you guys thinking? That's a that's a good question because what we know our D line depth isn't. I was gonna say it doesn't make any sense that the run defense would be better this year, but I hope the run defense is different this year than last year because last year going in the game, our run defense was ranked really high. It was, and they just destroyed them. Yeah. Our run defense though last year was kind of weird because our run defense had games like Cal Poly where they'd hold them to 30 and then they'd have like the loss at Sac State where they'd allow 200. So this kind of weird up-down balance. Where this year, for the most part, it's been pretty consistent. Now, early in the season, we were going up 300-plus passing a game, and that's even peeled back now. We've not paid a passing offense in a minute. But, yeah. So do you think Palmer's – answer this however you guys want – what do you think we have to do to win this game? Like, what's a win look like? Idaho held MSU to 128 yards on the ground and 191 yards through the air. Um, the only other time MSU was held below 300 yards was last week to Eastern Washington, which I wouldn't call that being held to under 300. I think they they called off the dogs, probably. And then South Dakota State University held them to 211. Every other game, six games, over 300 yards on the ground. Do we have to get turnovers? I think we got to make them throw the rock. I think we gotta we got to control the tempo. So we got to get out, get up on them early, and then make them get out of their their game plan. Uh, I don't know if we want to sit on the sit on the ball like Idaho does, because that's not really how we're built. But I think that if we have sustained drives that puts the pressure on them, you know, it's kind of like what, uh, um, oh, heck, Choate, I think, would call it trying to get them into the deep water and, you know, let, let people drown, right, to where it's just one of those things that I think the same thing for us is get it, get it closer, you know, if we're up 7, 14 or whatnot. I mean, they could still come back, but, I mean, as, as, the, as the clock's ticking, right, and, and it's a little bit harder. They, I mean, they got big splash plays. What did Chambers have, like a 60, 70-yard run got, out of the shoot? has got so a bunch of them, yeah. <laughs> if, we, uh, if we limit the big runs, I think, and, and, and make them have to have sustained drives, it's tough, it's tough to do that. If we, if we, if we don't get gashed, I think that's that's how we went. Obviously, turnovers come into come into play. I think I don't want to really talk about turnovers because I don't want to jinx us, right? Mm-hmm. To where I think we've done well protecting the rock. You know, whether we're throwing it or running it, um, we don't throw it to the other colored jerseys very often. We don't put it on the ground. 
So the weather will be good. Right. Um, I think we got to control the tempo. So let's do this because we we did we we got our opening here, but we started at an hour ten yeah. in, right? So we're gonna stitch together. So real quick, yeah. Is there anything about the Portland State win that we sh- we should have? Yeah, been let's do a little Portland State touch, and then we can hop into cats. Um, I mean, know. they didn't fall for the trap, but otherwise they came out. And they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Yep. Um, Gilman looks great. Running game. I, I mean. I feel like I feel like that that running game is where you'd want it to be going into a game yep. like this this week. Yep. Um, McDowell seems like a cool customer. <laughs> a yacht looked good. Great. A yacht had an, had some nice drives. We've given up. There's a lot of kind of fun things from it. Seventeen points is it over the last twelve quarters? Yes. Yep. Zero. Seven. That's not ten. Bad. Yep. I mean, you'd take it. Yeah. I mean. So and Sacramento State was the number two rushing offense in the conference. When they shut them down. And they had 90 yards in the game hmm. on the ground. So what was Portland as far as the rushing off? So did they replace after we shut them down and they go to sick? Because in the broadcast, weren't they saying, like, this is the second best rushing attack? Yeah. Top, top yeah, and attack. their QB is really mobile. And that's something that I feel the Grizz have struggled with. But for the most part, they, they kept 15 contained. Yeah. He had that one deep shot pass. They had a couple plays where, you know, he got a little bit, but he didn't. What happened on the scene uh, was uh, oh. Uh, oh, Fouch. Was he in coverage on that? I or was know. it was it a Yeah, TV didn't really show it too it well. Was it, bad dude was, like, when he, he caught the ball, there was no, no Grizz player in the yeah. screen. It, some, somewhere there was a missed assignment or a missed rotation because I mean, he was wide open. It looked like something that would have happened past couple years i mean something that's, something that's one up. of the throws that i think a lot is comfortable with is like a tight end leaking up to the scene yeah when that was or we can kind of blend some of the things we saw from the portland game like portland had a couple kind of passes where running back a block and then escape out or kind of go away from the 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 way the direction the o-line was blocking that worked for them a couple times they had a couple receiver catches for converted um first downs but it, it just it didn't wind up not matter because the Grizz kept doing what they do they took Portland State out of their game where they're able to slow the game down run the ball a whole bunch because so they're up three nothing and then it's seven three fourteen three twenty one three twenty four three at the half first five positions scored in our first four the first half we had to punt so we scored but then we had uh the was it the pass interference which is real bogus pass interference. <laughs> uh, and then we had like another penalty and another penalty. And we got all the way back to midfield and had to punt away. And then we scored on the next possession. So I think we scored on five of the first, five six. The first six. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Luke, that's what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make this too complicated. Score on five of the first six possessions. <laughs> that's pretty easy, right? right? No, that'll do the trick. Ish. So, no, I think, I think to, to. Yeah. To. to to win, I think they just got to stay with them, within themselves and not kind of get too too geeked up. Yeah. Do you guys think the Grizz have played their best football yet? No, I don't think no. the Grizz have really played a complete game yet. I mean, that Portland mm-hmm. State game, they took 11 points off the board. Thanks to penalties. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's fair. And, Sorry. you know, in the second half, like they were okay, but, you, you know. And, I mean, they won by four score, scores, so it's not like they didn't. They knew they had the game won in the second yeah. half. But – like the complete game domination, maybe Sac State. Yeah. Yeah, Sac was more of a complete game. Portland was over by the half. 
So. Yeah, sack. I think they were they were hitting on all cylinders as far as big time. You know, special teams where they try to they miss hit the punts, kicked it, tried to kick it away from junior. You know, a little bit of win. Yep. He was able to get short field, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So I think you know all three phases got to show up. Obviously, uh, I don't think either team wants it to come down to a field goal. <laughs> just because it's uh, that that's yeah. kind of an adventure kicking, for, kicking for both sides <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, I didn't see. Did you guys see Nico Ramos? The whole Ramos kicked the whole. I one. I knew that was going to oh, okay, be yeah. the situation. Um, but what about MSU's kicker? Did he? Did they they scored touchdowns the whole damn game. I don't even know. No, they went to the Butte guy, right? They, yeah, they, they went to the freshman. I don't even think they attempted a field goal though. Did they? Did they score forty-five points or set some extra points? Which haven't been automatic for us this year, so. True, true. Yeah, I didn't really watch much of that game. Like, I watched one play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, let's uh, get into a few other things, then we'll talk about this game a little bit later. All right. Uh, we have uh, guests with us this week, which, you know, Cat Week, we should maybe come to expect this, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a damn tradition, and this is a week for traditions. But, you know, I think we should point out that if we're doing traditions, we should we should start with who's not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our our good friend uh, Jace, we poured a bunch of them out for last year. Yeah, pour a he, bunch of them out again. Yeah, he got uh, he got called into for work. I think that uh, that work kind of got in the way uh, this week. So he was he was wanting to come over. We we're going to try to zoom him in, but uh, he got uh, duty calls. He uh, works for Striker Medical and he does uh, uh, trauma. Yep. So somebody got busted up. So yep. old JV out there saving saving the world. <laughs> One broken forearm at a time. <laughs> All right. Well, so we got tough. so we got two of the three Palmers. The three Palmers might be too much to handle. Might be too much to handle. All yeah, once. sure. Yeah. So we, got, we got Colt. We got Ty. And uh, you know, we did our hundredth GFP episode this year. Yeah. And we were looking back, and. Uh, our episode with you guys last year is one of our most listened to. Yeah. 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 So I don't know why people like you. So we're back. Well, thanks for having us back. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege. We're happy to be here. I do like that you guys are blinged out again. It's cat week. It's the only time they come out of the come out of the safes. <laughs> you don't normally wear jewelry. You seem like a man who would normally wear jewelry. <laughs> you can't see his cross earring because he's sitting on his left side. Of his. <laughs> It's over there. You know, yeah, that's that's fair. That's a, that's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment, buddy. Blingy rings everywhere. We're off and running. I forgot my bedazzled grizz hat today. <laughs> if she wears a bedazzled grizz hat, guys, it's going to be a messy divorce. <laughs> uh, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> Oh, I have something I want to say right now. Oh, there are so many rallies you can go with that, Ty Ty. Wow. Oh, it's getting close to home. 12 years ago. I was a senior in college. <laughs> we tried to warn him. She was wearing all that bedazzled grizz stuff, man. Like, run. Don't walk, run. How many rhinestones are on that G? Oh, God. Oh, man. Perfect. All right. So, it's cat week. Yeah. Where do we want to start? Oh, my God. Let's, let's, start, let's start maybe... Okay. Here, here, the Grizz are. Well, we we won't know the rankings till tomorrow, but presumably the Grizz will be three, right? Yeah, and the Cats will be five. Ish, yeah, five, yeah, because Furman's still in there, right? Is this, how did how did they do with the backup quarterback? Didn't their starting quarterback get 
hurt towards the end of their game. Who's that? Last weekend, Furman. Furman? I don't know. I mean, they still won, but they, they still won. Yeah, they they played like a two win team. So, yeah. yeah, things were pretty much in hand for them. There, finishing high ended. Is this the uh, is this the highest ranked com- combined ranking Cackers matchup ever? I think so. I strongly think it is. I think yeah, uh, it's got to be. 2011, they were one, we were seven. I don't think they've ever been both in the top five. Has uh, there ever been one where they like there was the outright conference championship? Uh, on the that's line? what I was wondering. I, I mean, was, we'd have to go, I think, to like the, like 1916. <laughs> you know, like when there were four teams in the, like, you know, where it wasn't truly like a giant playoff, right? Because when the big human was their coach and they pulled a couple upsets. They won the Big Sky. And that's the only way they got in the playoffs, right? <laughs> the big human. The big human. <laughs> the hell is his name? Mike. Mike Kramer. Kramer. Mike Kramer. <laughs> big human. Um. Yes. I have no deep thoughts. I was, here. Yeah, it's like where are you going with this? I just I want to know. Um, is this the biggest matchup? Yeah. It seems to be, but is it? Does it feel? I think it is, but I want to challenge that assumption, right? Like it feels right now like the biggest matchup, in part because of the seedings, of course, but also there's this playoff berth on the line, right? Like presumably the winner of this game will probably be the number two seed, two or three, opposite of South Dakota State, right? So that's huge, right? Yeah, you. I mean, uh, you you want to not face South Dakota State in the playoffs, <laughs> so um, a two or a four is where you want to land, right? Or two, th- or two place three, so two or three, yeah, right? Because the four would stay on the South Dakota State side. But yeah, so, so I mean, so when you guys but, played, what was what was the biggest um, of these games that you remember? Like, were any of them had the most riding on it? Yeah, I had the most writing on yeah. it going in. Obviously, the streak ending and shit like that. But I feel like that's a personal shot because I was on the team that lost for the first time in 16 years, Mike. Come on. You know, Come on. I, you know, I thought we were better friends than that. Uh, Colt, I, I've learned a lot about losing this week. So, you know, we'll be, uh, you know shit happens. Mike. <laughs> Good form, good form. Cheers, buddy. I love you, man. Hey, Mike. Cheers. Like the king, Mike. You are Mr. Missoula. <laughs> you don't there's even an, want if there's, that if job. there's registered voters listening to this, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we got it too bad. <laughs> well, hey, regardless, before we move on from that, I just want, I just want to say that hey. I'm super proud to be your friend. It was awesome being down there with you guys. I think that you handled the whole thing with nothing but you, nothing but class. I mean, there there was a lot of people taking shots at you. It's true. Uh, I just couldn't be more for, proud to call you my friend. I mean, that that the way that you put yourself out there, took a chance. That was cool as hell. Proud of you, buddy. It, it was an adventure, that's for sure. And relied on a whole lot of people to help me out over the last year and a half. So appreciate it. Well, but uh, the Grizz we, we lost. The Grizz lost bad last year. That was only a year. We it had did. to wait to get another chance. And this this is at least four or two or whatever. You know, for <laughs> <laughs> three or six. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see if Sace is still awake. <laughs> Luke. But anyway. circling back though, you. I mean, you make an interesting point because we had plenty of brawls, especially lately, where it was like postseason. Or not, right? Mm-hmm. 
And, so and those like, are big deals too. But I guess of the ones you all played in, I'm trying to think like, was there one that felt like huge magnitude wise? Obviously, I mean, cats. There were some yeah. awesome memories in ones you guys played in. Yeah, I don't. I think this one's truly historic. I mean, in the games that we played, there were some times when, like you said, the big human got him got him into playoff eligibility, beating us and getting the getting the automatic bid. Right. Uh, but I don't think there was any of them that they're both in the top five. Or I know that there's not any that they're both in the top five. Right. There's not potentially home field throughout. I don't think the cats would bump to a two. Um, over like Furman. No, like not if, with two, if, not if with two they, FCS they, losses. Yeah, if yeah. they beat if they beat us, they'd probably be a top three, three, three or four. Guess, but three I mean, four, right? if the Grizz win, I mean, I think that <clears throat> how many top twenty five wins would that be for them? I mean, that'd be, be three top ten. Three top ten. For, like, like, end of fourth, the season. The fourth being a top twenty five. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's definitely historic. I think for both. I mean, there's obviously a lot more on the line for the Grizz, but obviously both of them probably have the first round by. Yeah. I mean, it would be great. I mean, the Grizz kind of cleaned up their road woes to where I think that they could, you know, when you can defense in a running game travels. So, but it's a whole hell of a lot easier to play teams from the south up here uh, right. in Wagriz. Yeah, sure is. Or just anyone here. We were talking about this last week, right? Playoff road wins for the Grizz. There's <clears throat> one, right? He was in it. That one, JMU. Yep, that's a big win. Um, it's a crazy stat. Yeah, but it's you like know, the the cat. Bozeman only has one. I mean, yeah, not a lot of people have a bunch of road well, playoff I mean, wins. You just don't win on the road in the playoffs. Well, no, it's, it's tough. Like that was a fun game too, and that was. Uh, I think I preferred it. I thought it was. You know, we're we're obviously an underdog in that game. But uh, going down there, awesome playoff atmosphere. If mm-hmm. you're going to play anywhere, I think on the road in the playoffs, that was an incredible place to play. It feels a lot better. It feels a lot better to beat a team that's ranked above you. Oh, for sure. And get to come back home and play to a sold-out crowd at our stadium. So, yeah, were they in, number one that year. They were. Yeah, that's right. In 2007, yeah. we were a five, and they were a seven. So that might be the. When was that? 2011. Oh, eleven. Oh, yeah. No, they were number one in 11. Cats were number one. Is that the game that Coming into that game. The game that we all saw on TV where we know the record. That's, yeah, that's yeah. when they We were there. They were gonna, <clears throat> it happened. The, world the game happened. Maybe I shouldn't trust this ranking then. It all, it all happened. Were you looking at Craig Haley's rankings, or whose rankings were you looking at? I'm just looking I'm at uh, <laughs> Wikipedia's rankings. All right. We have a list of totally all Totally legitimate side. So, yeah, exactly. so where do we want to start? Let's maybe talk, get your guys' perspective on this season a little bit. Just because if this is the one of the more historic matchups going into it, it's kind of crazy that the Grizz are there, in my opinion. Um, from where we thought maybe we were six weeks ago. After NAU. After NAU. Yeah. Um, and maybe you guys have a different perspective. I don't know. But what is it about this team that you think has gotten them to turn around and you know play in a way that is competitive in every game is actually putting teams away a little bit. It's interesting to see a team that, you know, if you go to the first one, two, three games and you you watch them just from a position standpoint, scheme standpoint, all the above, you're kinda of like, ah, oh, you know what? I think, you know, our scheme is good, but we don't have the guys. 
right now. Like our old line doesn't have a push. They're getting kind of tossed around a little bit. Um, matchups are everything, game to game. Um, but when you watch them for the first, you know, three, four games, you're kind of like, oh, you know, we're lucky that we've lost a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then as things started kind of rolling, and this happens, and, you know, I've been on teams like this, Colts been on teams like this, um, you just kind of start to pick up steam. And I think a lot of it is just confidence is everything in this game. Um, once you start winning, guys start to get confident. Um, you know, enthusiasm contagious. People get on board. They start playing better. They start fighting. Um, it does. Things can turn around. It's not really something you can explain on a team where, you know, like when I was our senior year, we came off a championship, uh, went to the championship year before. And uh, I think people doubted what we could do. But once we kind of started getting on a roll, I think you forget that kind of quick. You're like, oh, man, we're, like, we can do this, and we've got some guys, and we filled in the gaps. And I think once you gain that confidence, I mean, after that, there's no saying what you can get done. Um, I think this team has that. I think they, they're on a roll right now. And, I mean, that's huge. Do you think there's a nobody believed in us factor now? No, I I, agree. I think there is. I think the nobody believed in us factor is a huge motivator for a lot of these guys. And I th- I think after NAU, it's like, man, we've won some games. We lost a game. Um, kind of builds a fire in them. You know, fire in your belly. Kind of let's go out here and let's prove these guys wrong. Let's show them that we're a good team. And and I think matchups, like, matchups are a huge thing. I think that – but also I think these guys just have a drive. I think they had some confidence. They are able to step on the gas and go, and that's what they did. They said, okay, we got this figured out. Let's go. Yeah. So we – after that NAU game, we had um, – actually, Andrew Schmidt reached out and was like, I'm coming on. <laughs> Is that the commissioner for the Snowball Conference? <laughs> yes, the oh, commissioner yeah. of the Snowball yeah. Conference. Yeah. I know the, that guy. The yeah. upstart Snowball Conference. Yeah, I locker next to him. I always knew he'd do big things. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's America's favorite backup running back. Um, the best, the best of America. But he said, amongst all sorts of bold statements, yeah. um, he said that the problem with this year's Grizz team at that time was <laughs> that they had a bunch of hymns on the team, a bunch of Andrew Schmitz. And he said, you don't want a bunch of Andrew Schmitz. You want a bunch of fill in the blanks of all the guys he played with. Um, so do you think he was wrong or do you think that? Like, as a team, they've kind of figured out this we no stars mentality. I mean, there are stars, but, like, everybody's contributing in different ways uh, to kind of pull this together. Well, here's the thing. For all the armchair quarterbacks at home. You can wait three right here. Yeah. When we started the season, how many games did our D.C. have under his belt as a D.C.? Zero. None. Okay. Our O.C. had a few. But he's, you know, trying to trying to find his rhythm, right? They had a, a couple big shakeups. I think the NAU was that the first road game. Second, the Second? Utah oh, yeah. Tech. Utah. Yeah. Does that one count? I mean, not really. So, I mean, first true road game, not versus a JV squad. No, mm-hmm. no knock on Utah Tech, but they didn't really look like they, you know, wanted to play in that game. So, I think. What happened is you're starting to get some rhythm from your coordinators. I mean, you're, you're starting to, you know, get a feel for, you know, your matchups, your dudes. Yeah. And being able to, you know, offensively, once they kind of found the quarterback or, or that leader on offense, I think we were talking about it after one of the, one of the games, having a barley pop in the, in the, in the tailgate. 
I mean, it's it's one of those that, I mean, the OCDC they gotta they gotta get they gotta get a rhythm. Settle in. They, they yeah. gotta they gotta yeah. know their dudes, right? And then you know you had I think all new linebackers, right? You know they were kind of getting in, and we weren't getting exactly. much pressure, yeah. right? To where, you know, the, the the thing that happens is they've just kept building, and I think that the you know to Ty's comment, you just got dudes starting to get confidence. I mean, and when you're 18 to I think 27 now, I was seven years seventh year seniors and that kind of stuff. But you got 18 to you know traditionally 24 year old dudes that are just trying to find their way. And once you start to feel like you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof, which I think that they're feeling right now, a lot of good things will start to happen for you, right? And you know the running game that has emerged that we haven't really had for a couple of years. I mean, we got backs that run hard. I mean, yep. Osmo's not nicked up. I mean, when you got to spell them, you know, I really like Xavier Harris. Um, Poor guys, but, there's not enough touches to go around. Well, there's not enough touches, but I mean, that's in this league, you got to have kind of the, the big power back. And when, when Osmo was nicked up, I mean, it's, I would hate to play defense against us because you got uh, Gilman running downhill at you. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy that comes in next is Osmo. That's running downhill at right. you. And then you throw Xavier in there that's, you know, shifty. Fast, yeah. It's just I think that they're starting to get, you know, to use like a baseball analogy, you know, you got your fastball, your curveball, and then you got your changeup, which I think is difficult uh, for a lot of the other coordinators to uh, take away, right? I mean, what are you going to take away? Are you going to take away the run? Okay, we can, we can spin it. Uh, you're going to take away the, the pass? All right, then we're going to just gonna bludgeon you. Um, oh, and by the way, the quarterback can run. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, a lot. Totally. But I, And I think that the emergence of a quarterback that, I mean, he's, he's, ha- he's having fun. I mean, he Clearly. Can t- you can tell that he's competitive. You can tell that he's confident. I mean, all those things rolling. I mean, it, it makes it it makes it uh, to where you can you can start to to continue to build on your success. I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's it's awesome the run that they're going on. Like Ty saying, once you start to catch a little bit of fire and you get you get that belief in the locker room, and you know they did have the us versus the world <clears throat> mentality. I think there was a lot of people that were you know I'm here with some of my favorite real estate buddies that were probably <laughs> had some real estate signs that could have went in Bobby's yard, right? I mean, there was a bunch of people that I think we're gonna. Try to run him off and go, no, is, is Bobby done? I mean, what does he do? He just goes down to UC Davis, shocks a lot of folks. <clears throat> then they go down to Idaho, Idaho. Yeah. get out 17-0 on them, and they're like, holy crap, these guys are these guys are for real. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and it just keeps building. And hopefully this weekend we figure out how to stop the freaking run. Oh, my God. And it, hopefully there's not another 400-yard <laughs> running game against us i think that that's that's the the biggest thing and i mean do you guys think the cats are built to play from behind i mean you guys got the computers pulled up like have they trailed in many games where they had they what's the most two losses idaho and south dakota state i don't know if they trailed much in their other games what's the most passes chambers or thomas touchdown has had to throw thomas (laughs) Touchdown. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. They're just they're just really successful (laughs) at the passes they throw. Just picture his face on front of that. You know that has caught on fire. By the way, I have heard that from other people now. Yeah, (laughs) but um, you know to to kind of pack onto that a little bit. um, 
nothing they're doing on offense is like overly flashy. But they're kind of getting the job done. And McDowell, I mean, I think that he's got some strengths and he's got some limitations, but he's he seems to be the right guy for the team right now. But the thing that I think I like about him the most is he's he seems unflappable. Like something doesn't go right, the next drive they just come in and go and do it again. Yeah. And he really only has the one interception all year. Last week, yeah. That's the only one. He's got a bunch of touchdowns on the ground. I don't think he's throwing for a thousand yards. So he's just, I mean, he's just out there kind of making plays, and the team seems to be feeding off of him. Because one thing in the turnaround, when they were rotating the two QBs, it seemed apparent that the team reacted more to McDowell than Vidlak, and that NAU game was the last game that Vidlak really played in of any meaningful stabs. So, you know, you talk about adjusting to coordinators and things like that, but the team also, it's like they made a decision. They're like, okay, this is who we're going with. And since then... You know that stability seems to have made a big difference. Mm-hmm. I don't know as a player. I mean, you you didn't really play on teams that rotated QBs, but you did earlier in your career. I mean, yeah, we had uh, man. I feel like we rotated quarterbacks constantly. Um, you know, it was Berkwist and Jason Watson. I was going to say they like, always Berkwist, brought someone Berkwist in. Was pretty consistent. Yeah. He, they yeah. always brought someone in to challenge him for the for the job. But Berkwist was the most consistent. But then it was uh, Selen Roper. Yeah, you a had couple that, of years. Year. Um, yeah, yeah when, when Cole was gone. But even, you know, even with uh, when Berkus was a senior, when he got hurt, you know, Sell came in and did a great job. Um, you know, Cole was always our guy, but we always had depth. And I think, you know, just to kind of reverse here a little bit, what Cole was saying, um, what's interesting about this team, and maybe I'm wrong and I haven't really paid attention, but – it seems like this year especially, we have depth. Like we can, like, you know, a running back goes down, we have someone can step in. And then a third guy can step in. Same at receiver. Like we have a lot of good receivers. Guys that can step in, there's guys I don't even know. Pop in there and do a good job. I'm like, oh, shit, look at that guy. Um, like, who's this nine? Job who's number nine. Who's this guy? Yeah. Rocco Baldelli. I mean, honestly, these guys come in, they look good, they play well. I mean, they block, they do everything right, and they might, they're like a third guy at that position. Um, quarterback, same way. You know, Ayat came in, lit it up. That's great. You know, we have, if someone goes down, we can have somebody step in and, and carry the torch and do it well. Um, you had Lex, Justin Green, you. I mean, you could have guys just come in and just pound and pound and pound and wouldn't miss a beat. I mean, when I was a sophomore, like, Mark and I could step in and in a receiver and we wouldn't really miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have depth. And you that's guys nice block really well. You're right. Blocks I was just, I, blocks I mean, one, baby. you just said something and I have some questions now because yep. you just said Lex, Justin Green, Colt. And yeah, I would like, I, 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 would like I would like to know <laughs> what specific um, thing are you talking about where those three were all equally uh, gung ho? Because if it was if it was blocking, those guys yeah, had nothing was, on cold. Oh no, God no! Yeah, I say those guys didn't get anywhere without him. <laughs> and that, I mean, like that's very true. I, I kind of I missed the H back. The last guy that we had at H back um, was Claybo. Claybo and Claybo was like he was like a carbon clone copy of you. You know that zigzag motion <laughs> back to the other side. We're gonna go back again. We're gonna go back again. Then we're gonna come across and block. Oh, I know. He ran forty yards before we even <laughs> before he <laughs> the ball. Snapped. But uh, that's why, you know, his cardio was good. 
That's why he likes conditioning so much now. Second to none. <laughs> I mean, what you're looking at here next to me is an alpha male. Uh, to a degree that... Well, <laughs> an Adonis. Even yeah. 15 years post-hands, this guy is still... That's where the confidence to wear yeah. all the bling comes from. Yeah, yeah this is true. Wow. I mean... Colt, I'm, trying, I'm, trying at, I'm trying to look up your stats right now to like get your rushing yards. Did, uh, you, really, zero, did zero. you really have 18 tackles in 2001? I did. Special teams? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. They don't, not, yeah, not, ba- not bad for an offensive guy. I was going to say, because you, you you started playing the second half of your true freshman year because the long snapper got hurt, uh, right? Second game. Second game. Those are punt and kickoff. So. Your it career. Before, yeah. It was before Bobby came in and said I was too slow to be on the kickoff team. <laughs> oh, right. Well, you had, so. I mean, you had a couple of kick returns, but yeah, it only shows your receiving statistics and it does not have your. Do rushing. you guys remember? The I remember time, the kick return. Uh, we had, we had, we had a, we had a fullback dive call on the goal line. I think it was against. <laughs> it was against uh, Eastern Washington, in Eastern Washington. Fucking Corey Proctor jumped offside. <laughs> <laughs> he still remembers it. <laughs> one time, the ball's going his way. <laughs> one time. So, yeah, I think, like, a couple Rock. catches. But, yes, no. It's, uh, uh, there should be statistics in there for personal fouls, which I call effort plays. Uh, so, tone setters. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, at, uh, back, back in the day, tone setters. It was, it was a different level of football. But, hey, if you wanted to see a really interesting kickoff return, you should go look up my one kickoff. No, I might have had two with fair catch, but my kickoff return, I think, was like nine yards okay. versus southern Utah. Where am I going to find that? You should uh, look this up because this, was, is, this is, is probably even, one of the this, hardest hits ever. This isn't Walker's. a biased thing because he's my family member. I was at that game. I remember standing up by the bell. 37 flag had a nice, you know, just looking at it from the back. Colt received this kick. And yeah, it took. Is this against uh, Idaho State? Took three no, or four it, was against, steps. it was against Southern Utah. It was it was one of the games. It was it had to have been. Before they were in the conference. Obviously. It was 2002. I think it was my sophomore year. Uh, Southern Utah. They were running the triple option. It was like, I don't know. We, we had a lot of kickoff returns. It was like 56 to. 41 or 42 or something like that. Jefferson Heidelberger and Lavander Seegers were our return men. They, those guys were pretty good. I was going to say, those guys are pretty good. Pretty good. Those guys yeah. are above average. Yeah. <laughs> so I was uh, – so there's the, there's the two deep guys. Then there's the two guys that are on the wings. So I was one of the wing guys. And they had some type of kick where if they put it in a certain spot in the field that we would kind of change our alignment. So I was kind of – right in front of those guys and they started squibbing it because we were returning it well and uh it was uh chris knutson was the special teams coach at that time as before bobby came here and uh they're like just let it go through right don't touch it you're you're a blocker so i was trying to let it go through and it was a worm burner going and it hit and skipped and hit me right in the chest and i'm like well shit i got the ball in my hand (laughs) what do i do now so i did what any guy that usually blocks dude i just ran straight ahead with as big a head of steam as i could no blockers because i was one of the blockers you're gonna take him out yeah so this dude comes flying down one of their gunners i think he was a guy that a recycled guy from byu he came in and on film he comes in he's trying to hit me like this my helmet goes through his forearm his forearm explodes his shoulder he goes spinning in the air i spin off of him and another guy hits me in the back breaks my ribs oh my where it connects to your Ooh. spine so that was that was very painful Ooh. 
And I'm sitting there laying on the ground, and this is the part I will never forget. Levander Seegers is going, hey, you got to get up. Get up. He's still down. Get up. So I'm sitting there, and I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, it was big. All I knew is I couldn't breathe. And I thought just the wind had gotten knocked on me. He's like, get up. Get up. And then so he's telling me to get up, and then the guy that is still down, he goes over him kind of like Friday, and he's yelling, you got knocked up. (laughs) And just kept, you know. So, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my boy, my boy LB. So yeah, that was my, that was my one kickoff so, uh, kickoff return there. Having a hard time uh, finding it on YouTube uh, right there's, now. There's not, that was that was before the YouTube. Yeah. That's VHS. <laughs> Got to so, get one of the archives. See if we can find man. someone. I remember uh, Mike McDowell has I mean, overlooked. The, the whole stadium was like, ooh, like that was a. Uh, it was that uh, was loud. McDowell has 1,100 passing yards. Oh, whoa! Somebody didn't have a thousand yet. So last night. So yeah. does he have 500 rush yards? Because wasn't uh, isn't the big deal? Four ninety six. Four ninety six. Okay, so yeah, isn't there like that hasn't happened many times in the conference? The thousand passing. I mean, Dalton Sneed would have done it right. In but I mean, it's got to be a, Jordan Johnson. Not the most. Couple that times. Yeah, that, yeah. How did you factor the Eastern? But you factor in sacks. Like five hundred rushing yards for a QB is a lot because in college, you know, every sack is a lot of sack yards. Adjusted, yeah. So that's a lot. Um, Let me see what I can find. So before we're going to go too too much off, since let's, we're we're talking about we're already all over the place. Well, yeah, I mean there's there's no organization to this. We haven't even talked about the game. We'll get to that. Um, what is this week like? And don't be afraid to tell a story you told last year because <clears throat> none of our listeners will remember that far back. So, <clears throat> oh, it's good. Let's rail on these sons of bitches. Let's go. <laughs> no, this 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 week is. <clears throat> Is slightly different just because of the the, the people that come in. Uh, at least when I was playing, um, how could bring somebody in? You know, every every day and they'd talk to you mm-hmm. after after practice or up uh, up in the meetings, right? And kind of let you know what's up. What do you mean by someone? He'll bring in someone. Um, so like former players, just to kind of let you know, people Dave Dickinson, who get the game. yeah, Dickinson, <clears throat> Paoli. So a bunch of a bunch of you know historic Grizz, right? So you know. When I was playing during the streak, you'd have guys that'd come in and tell you about. I mean, we beat them 16 straight times, so five times is cute, or four times, however many times I've done it. But yeah, t- hit at, hit me when you get double digits, right? So that that's domination. Um, but they would they would bring they bring people in, kind of let 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 a lot of the people understand, you know, what the rivalry means uh, to, you know, the University of Montana and and, and Montana kids, which I thought mm-hmm. was cool. Because obviously, I mean, like Clifton, we were talking about it before we started, right? <laughs> the brawl or whatever, right? Battle he didn't quite know. And, you know, he probably was giving him a little bit of shit about that. But at the end of the day, we just want that guy to go out there. I was going to say. Out. Like, I, he doesn't he, – he just needs to know that we're playing the, the yeah. neighbors, right? Yeah, I was going to say, if the QB is calm and just like, oh, yeah, another game, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that part, Luke, was, was cool when they bring people in, um, you know – Practices were pretty intense. Uh, you wouldn't want to be a scout team guy this week because uh, there's it's they're gonna get after it. Um, not a lot of schoolwork goes on. I wouldn't say. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, there's. I mean, for me this week, probably work wise, there's there's gonna be a lot of difficulty focusing. You know, knowing what's <laughs> it's a long on. week. You know, so it just feels like it drags on. Anybody needs any insurance products? Hit me next week. <laughs> Call me next yeah. week from tomorrow. Hit me next week. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah no it was 
practice was a lot more intense. Obviously, the weather has changed. I mean, practices were always really cold. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was you definitely knew that it wasn't a your every other you know just another ball game. Um, the energy in the on campus I think is different, especially for a home game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're starting to see everybody, like people, you know, back in the day when they have to count, camp out at the, was it the UC that you had? To yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff? Yeah, to get your tickets. I remember, you know, friends in class would be going and camping out, and that's when they, you know, the players would get, you know, four comp tickets, and, you know, everybody in class would be like, you're so selling They do that on a mobile app now, and I think it's one of those things that they, like, technology <clears throat> has made that easier, but I think there's something to building the atmosphere and like totally. the community of having kids do it the old school way because mm-hmm. what an experience well that's it's kind of funny you say that because colt was up up at the lake this weekend and he was gonna watch the game but the power went out so he was, he was texting me how he had to listen to it on the radio and like kids these days just don't understand how great it is to listen to a sporting event on the radio same sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was pretty much like Aaron Rodgers in a darkness. Right <laughs> <laughs> some ayahuasca. Yeah. And get, a, get a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on a bucket in a, in, a, in a sod hut is actually what I was doing this weekend. And I'm like, it got kind of, yeah, I had it all timed out to where I went and had dinner and I was going to get back to the camp and be able to watch it and just kind of hang out. And yeah, it turned on and. Marty was doing his opening thing, and just the way that you always think Marty's fucking with you when he's on the rate and like talking. You're like, is this guy like putting on a weird voice or something like that, or is he for real? Right? So I'm kind of getting in the mood, you know. Had had my growler from Tamarack, getting ready to pour it up, and all the lights and everything went out. So then I went and drove down, and every everywhere was out. So I went back up and tuned into Mr. Corcoran and (laughs) Sunberg and. Man, the Yahtzees were loud. Did you get myself. your power back during the game, or was it? Uh, no, power came on by about one o'clock. Oh, when uh, I think you could start to see your your breath in the camper a little bit. I mean, it was cool. it was it was real life camping in the fall. It was great. So uh, we got, I got a mail. We have one of our regular listeners, Donovan, and he I think he worked in the equipment room at some point. So he was bringing this up that Rob Stack uh, how he had the equipment room the week of the game, and he wanted to ask if he did this for you guys. And so what he said was, is at the start of Cat Week, he turns the equipment room blue and gold like right away and uh he said so like if we would have been playing portland state uh he would have had it like by the fourth quarter the equipment would have been all decked out like that in that room bobcat stuff everywhere and he doesn't take it down when the grizz win it comes down but if they lose it stays up for another week oh man there are these guys are looking uh, confused by this so well hack was there back in the day before stack took over Meister, Meister. <laughs> so the, the former players are really going to love that one. Uh, well, clearly because uh, you both know it. Yeah, right. Just so, laughing about it. That was that was uh, before Stack took over. So I don't okay. think that uh, Hack. Hack but I like that. Hack ran a tight ship. Yeah, I remember. Is that because I think I was on the GSA board then, and people were like, "We should change the decal on the helmet for this," and like Sunberg and all those guys would be like. We're not going to ask Hackney that. The answer is no. <laughs> I think the 2008 yeah. throwback uniforms were like an act of God in like two years of begging to get it done. That was right? uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a big deal. There was grown men crying. Well, and I remember, <clears> yeah. like, but your and but it was and it was, one of my most favorite brawl memories. It was awesome. It was yeah, an idea I mean, that started with Russ McKinnon. 
Oh, really? Rest in peace, Russ. And he pitched it at a, a GSA board meeting in 2007. And Sunberg and everyone in the room, uh, Chuck Bays and all these guys were like, absolutely not. Hackney will not do that. We don't change jerseys. You know, we're lucky to get one little tweak or, you know, different color pants. Don't, no way. And the next year it came out. And I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's changed uh, a lot. I mean, I remember yeah. we had that throwback game. And then when I was a, it must have been I was either a sophomore or junior, we would wear on the road white jerseys with silver pants. We would wear the home pants. And that was a. Uh, Look out. Look out. Don't go cool, crazy. Uh, Look out. A real treat. Uh, the, the, the biggest mold that we broke was my senior year when we got to wear maroon on maroon. We looked like the fighting I remember blueberries. That. <laughs> yeah. I will never forget freaking Jefferson Heidelberger with his maroon long sleeves and maroon tights. He was like, what in the hell, man? He's like, I look clean, man. <laughs> Somebody, one of the coaches since then loved maroon on maroon. I'll bet we're gonna wear it front or on Saturday. I think they should wear the black ones. Yeah, that feels black. like they've I got like some good run going. Those jerseys, yeah. I mean, the, they are they are slick looking sweet. jerseys. I was because someone was asking me this. It was a question me on the pod, like, what's the combo that we're gonna get? But like, I think Bobby used to like we would always it'd be maroon with mar- maroon yeah, pants. We were, yeah, we wore that a lot. Um, and Delaney, we started wearing the white yeah. and silver all the. I mean, we the two years we played over there. Yeah. We wore white All and whites. silver. Yep. Yeah, or yeah, white yeah. And silver. With the white face masks. <laughs> that was 2011. It's a real oh, sharp man. look. The white oh, face masks. So, just I looked so it. mean with the but, white face masks. Yeah. But then I think with Delaney, was it Delaney or Stitt? And they start wearing the black pants. I liked the black. It's Stitt. Del- yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it might have been Delaney. Because you'd have like, the, there'd be like a combo for the cat game. And then like if the pants, mm-hmm. we kept winning in the, in the pants, they'd... Yep. Stayed with those the whole way. They can wear maroon tops with the black pants. Those... For sure. Might look a little weird. Yeah. I can't believe we're talking about jerseys outside of the uh, throwbacks. <laughs> so, before we get to kind of the memories and things like yeah. that, though, this week, anything else? Bringing people in, kind of, for lack of a better word, educating people on why this matters. You know, new guys, team, stuff like that. Um, any Any coaching on, like, what not to say or shut the fuck up or don't do anything stupid online or anything like that? I mean... I mean, that's kind of before your time. Yeah, it's it's kind of just hush-hush. Uh, I know practices are closed. You know, a lot of times you can, you can get in there. Uh, I remember this week, yeah, there's nobody was, nobody's letting practice. You can just come watch. Uh, mostly a closed-lip, closed-door type of deal. And I think Bobby probably does it the same way. It's really about the team like being locked in you know it's it's about the guys like get focused get locked in this is about us this is a win that we need to get um you know it's great being you know nine and one and eight and two that's awesome and uh you know whoever wins or loses goes on to the playoffs but i don't know grizzlies are the cats and go in the natty still kind of sucks there's an asterisk there as far as i'm concerned like that's just that's a bummer um you know, if we would have gone on and won the national championship but lost to the Cats, I mean, we'd never hear the end of it. There's, there's it, definitely you, an asterisk on that pe- win. People That's, would talk about it. Yeah, yeah like, no, it's, it just it. To me, it it ruins it. 
It oh, ruins it. It, it taints it. it coming, taints coming it. from a guy that never lost to the Cats, I lost to him twice. So coming from a so you have zero perspective. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so you just shut your mouth. Carry on, sir. This, this <laughs> week is about the guys that have, haven't haven't really beat them. Yeah, let them right? know how it feels to be a loser. I mean, <laughs> well played. Well played by you. Well played by you. Because we got. I mean, I, I think this week the intensity, right? Yeah. Because you know. Think I don't know in their in their locker room. You guys probably know better than I. But mm-hmm. in the new one, I think they got the video boards, the countdown to Grizzcat, and I think they probably had the the score of last year's game. Where I'm sure they're yeah, reminded about last year's game hourly, right? How many yeah. guys are even left from the team from two years ago that won? Junior, mm-hmm. Junior Bergen, Kim White. Just I mean, but not a lot of guys that were like major. So yeah, five. What are they? You know, one in. One and six. One and one and five in the last six. Yeah, not good enough. No, no. No. That's another uh, thing too. Talking about like who won, who didn't. Um, A big motivator too, especially like with the score posted up. That'll be on a locker room board, however they have it in there now. But Coach Howe could put up quotes from guys that are talking in the newspaper, or he'd find stuff. I mean, those guys, those coaches are good at finding things. For motivation to put up on the board we'd come in every day and read it and it's there's some funny stuff there's some stuff that gets you riled up there's some personal stuff um just anything to get you fired up that's one thing i really liked about it it does this oh, game's no. personal <laughs> i'm yeah. so wor- i'm so concerned that there's like just a relentless roulette of quotes from this podcast that <laughs> some grad assistants found for bobby to post <laughs> no this is I bet I bet they this is stupid. Nobody's listening to this podcast. I bet the other team maybe grabbed some stuff off this. I mean you never know. Yeah. FDC. Let's see some bad stuff. <laughs> Start planting stories here. Yeah. Thomas touchdown knocked up his Thomas girlfriend. Touchdown. Yeah. Oh, He's on drugs. He's doing meth the rock and R. Oh, Boy. <laughs> Boy, this turned. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Um, say we'll leave it the views of this our guests for, this are is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yeah, don't, be doing drugs. don't hold this against Mike and future campaigns. <laughs> Accuracies, uh, whether what real life or coincidental. <laughs> God, it's a fictional realm. Yeah, who knows? Um, These characters are done poorly. <laughs> so what? Uh, in the in the years you guys played, what's the biggest outside distraction that you can recall? Because mm. I know that in football, and sometimes it drives me nuts, but in football they like to talk a lot about like, oh, that's a distraction. We don't need that. We're getting ready for the game. Blah blah blah. There's a lot going on these weeks. Obviously, the jersey thing could have been, but it, it worked out. Yeah, we didn't really. I mean, when that happened, we didn't know until our meeting before the game. Two yeah, hours before the game. Yeah. So. Jerseys are fun and they're cute and all, and it, it gets people excited. But and you maybe feel the same way, maybe not. But it didn't really matter that much. It was cool, like oh sweet, awesome jerseys, and that was about the end of it. Still had the, still had the same number on the front, yeah. same name, because when different color. When you're out there and you're like you're, you you got to execute, and like it it does, like it it means a lot to do your job and execute it well, because you're just one part of, of a huge system. Of things that have to go right. So if you're out there worried about whether your jersey's tucked in or not, or whether your armbands look cool, uh, you're probably not going to be out there. So it, it it's cool, it's awesome, 
we loved it. It felt even better when you won to talk about it. And to talk about it now and look back, like, man, that was awesome. But in the moment, it's like, okay, sweet. That's awesome. That's really cool. We'll throw back jerseys and then it's over. Yeah. So, uh, I think there's more distractions now. I mean, back, back when we played, there was T9 texting and the iPhone, I think, was just coming out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, to be a student athlete today, just with all the social media and just all the different ways people can get at you, I mean, I think that there would probably be a lot more distractions and then you know the nil crap if they're trying to do stuff for Mm -hmm. you know to build on their name or their personal brand this week i think that that could be some some distractions but i think that really the coaches did a good job like like ty said is they're just trying to make it about the team right i mean there's there's not as many outside folks like there's not as much media this week around the team like leading up to the game after the game there obviously is but leading up they do a really nice job like ty said they close the practices there's not a bunch of folks in the sideline i think that the i can't remember is it the quarterbacks club that i think you'd be club could go yeah we could yeah you'd see like no media yeah you'd see like gordy and some of the some of the folks there but there's not as many people taking in practice so you know they they would do a good job trying to limit that type of distraction. But I think in today's day and age, just with how much social media the kids have and how many different directions they're pulled in, I mean, it it, it could be disruptive from that standpoint. I mean, I think everybody was probably kind of bummed that they went to go see Dolly Madison this week instead of coming to, you know, Dolly. a game that matters. I mean, it's <clears throat> Dolly Madison versus Coastal Carolina. I mean... <laughs> I don't know if there's a playoff bid. I, I'm, actually, I'm fairly certain that no, neither of those two teams are going to make it into the, the 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 playoffs and you know the next level. So I mean, it's fair. Yeah, that's Kirk Kirk Herbstreit's just still pissed that his toes got cold. I mean, cold you saw Bozeman that guy rubbing his back. feet. I yeah. mean, Herbstreit, I know you're listening. You're soft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I like it. Come on, Mike. It's Catholic. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm cut it loose, buddy. We're good with it. All right. So, a lot of people this year have been talking about this team has so many 2008 similarities. Ty, and then last week we had Coulter on the pod, and he said he thinks you should actually have some 2009 similarities in terms of the way the roster is with like the Montana kids and a little bit more of like a little bit kind of behind the scenes, like backup guys that kind of come up into starting roles and maybe don't have as good of expectations of them. So maybe a bit more chip on your shoulder in the 09 season and just the way they, the way the games have gone, the way the games have been played. Obviously everyone equates eight real easy because the loss to Weber and then the Grizz go on a run. Mm-hmm. And so far, like you've got the loss to NAU and currently we are on a nice run. So I don't know if you thought like if there was more of a similar. Yeah, no, it's kind of what I was alluding to earlier is uh, what I see is that, um, there's some depth. And then this team's just, I don't know, they're just, they just got some grit, man. They like, even after the loss, I think when you face shared adversity as a team, which is something just a lot of people in general don't face, but when you're on a team and you're on a team like this and you have a coaching staff and a, specifically a head coach yeah. who expects a lot out of you and expects you to respond to tough situations quickly this team reminds me of, I mean, really both those years. I mean, 
they're very similar years where guys came off. I mean, the team in 08 was kind of compared to the team a year or two earlier, which was probably what a lot of people say when I think Beerman was a junior or a 06 senior. Yeah. Yeah. Wofford. Like that was one of the best teams ever. They said we should have, you know, we should have, that should have been a chip shot that year. Right. And we lost. Um, So after that, I mean, it's not that we weren't going to be good, but the expectations were lower. It's like, oh, you know, it's not that team. It's not the 06 team. Um, Yeah. So, when I look at this team compared to the 08 or the 09 team, very similar on both on both aspects. Um, just a scrappy, just junkyard dog type of team that, yeah, yeah we lost NEU. Wasn't our best performance. Teams lose. It happens. But it's how you respond. Here's a team that lost and then put together a string of wins, a lot of road wins. It really kind of got in kicked ass. I mean, yeah. really responded well and with an explanation point. I mean, it was – dominating performances and surprising really mm-hmm. like watching the first few games we talked about didn't have high expectations right. at all um but now i think that's what you want to see as a team that comes in you're like okay not sure what we're gonna get had a loss and then respond the way they did and like these guys just picked up momentum and they're getting better and better and better and here we are last game of the year and we've kind of hit our peak so I don't think you'd ask for anything better. And I think that's um, to kind of circle back to your question, Brent, is do I see similarities? Absolutely. I mean, sure. it's yeah. like textbook, just boom. Yeah. It's like an identical type of 08 for so 19. I mean, it's it's sweet to see. And you do see guys stepping up, like I said. And no offense to the wideouts or players that I don't know, but I see guys stepping in where I'm like, wow, I don't yeah. see that guy play very often, but he yeah. stepped in. Uh, <clears throat> gosh, I wish I could remember. I was still with my dad. He came up for the game from Arizona and a wide receiver came in big tall lanky guy um Simpson Simpson number four yeah Yeah. came in and I hadn't noticed seen him play a lot through the year but he came in like he had a block that sprung a 45 yard run because he stuck with his guy I mean it's little things like that that produce great teams especially in the long stretch of the year where here we got a guy coming in that can fill in come in blocked his guy to the ground and sprung around for 45 yards scored two plays later I mean Stuff like that's huge. Um, I come from a block squad of receivers who block came on. from a balanced <laughs> block balanced on. offense. You're blocking wide receivers. Balanced. If you see my teeter totter, it's tipped way to the run side. <laughs> I just see that, that ring on your fingers yeah. holding things down. Right? Huh? Put on the major shades. <laughs> um, but it's good to see that because when guys can come in and it matters to them and they go out there, they play their ass off regardless. Yeah. That's huge, and when you're two or three guys deep, not only is it good this year, but it's good for the following year, the year after. I mean, you know, you got some dudes. Um, yeah. So yeah, the similarities are there, and these guys are going out there playing hard. They're scrapping, like they're kicking ass, and it's at the perfect time to do it. So right, it's cool to see. Nice. Hey, okay. Ty, can you answer a question for me? Yes, my lord. Why is your silver and mine's not? What? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I want the books. <laughs> oh. There are tears running down my those face are, right those now. Those are different champion um, rings is what you're telling me? This is true. Uh, I'm, a, rough. I'm a two-time silver medalist, um, <laughs> which is great in the Olympics. People get pumped yeah. about that, hey. even though you have lost. Yeah. Uh, I still don't get that. It's all right. I got a participation um, trophy as well. But Colt has a... Uh, 
<laughs> well, that's something I'll never have. I told him earlier, he's got the precious. <laughs> he's got the so precious. We talked about the team that compares us to you. Were you a senior on the 0-4 team? Correct. And you got hurt, right? Uh, for the championship game, I might have gotten knocked out by Sam Houston twice. So, yes. yes. Championship game. I, I didn't get him the first time. I just got to uh, long snap in that game. I didn't get to play offense. I just got the long snap and concussion protocol. But my, my question was. It was still in the infancy <laughs> stages. Yeah, that was that was a Is, are, triangle. Are there any, and, and granted, very different because, you know, you in your career had won a national championship. So in four years, like, mm-hmm. this is a talented roster. But any similarities you feel with this team and that 04 team where, I mean, they had a loss and then there were some close wins that were like, boy, that could have gone oh, either way. We had, like, we, had, we had a couple losses going in. I think I think the, the, the similarity that I see is I think in that, that 04 team, similar to these guys, they started to, to kind of – Hit their stride. Well, we hit yeah. our stride, right? Yeah. We we went down and we just got boat raced by Sam Houston. I think they beat us by twenty something. Then we went on, you know, to the to the trap game of the year, and we got beat by Portland, Portland State. Portland State. Um, yeah. And then uh, we were able to kind of put it together and get on a on a little bit of a run. And things kind of had to line up. I think Eastern Washington might have got beat or beat somebody to where we were able to host the semifinal game uh, against Sam Houston, so they had to come out. Actually, Sam Houston beat, I think, Eastern, so they had to fly back from uh, Eastern down to Houston and then come back up here. So uh, they were pretty pretty tired. But I think the similarity you see is that, you know, everybody, when we got smacked by uh, Sam Houston, I think we went one, two, or three in a row that were pretty close. I mean, they kept saying, hey, the offense Four, but yeah. I mean... We're, we're number one in the country. 27-16, 42-21, but then 24-22 to Idaho State, 31-28 to Eastern, yep. then lost to Portland State, and then ran it off until the championship. Then, 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 then we kind of really hit our stride. I mean, the, the Cats were... You know, actually, I think that year, NAU might have been world beaters. I think that was a big game on the road. I think that's the game that Bobby actually kicked a guy, or not kicked, but might have helped a guy on a Harley at NAU when they were sitting there in front of the Grizz bench rubbing it. <laughs> he might have assisted it to tip over <laughs> right before the kickoff. <laughs> so that that part was pretty cool. I won't ever forget that one. I think Mel Vander Seegers had a, maybe, a, I think he had two returns for a touchdown. I don't oh, know yeah. if it was two punt returns or if it was a punt return and a kickoff return, but uh, that was the game. You know, similar to probably what these guys have done with some of the road games, like Ty was saying, is where you've gone through joint adversity. You know, we got smacked at Sam Houston, uh, didn't show up against Portland State, but then went on the road. At the time, everybody was saying that uh, Northern Arizona was going to boat race us, and Mm -hmm. that was the start, I believe, of the run. Um, And... Then we started to to roll fools. Um, the cats were supposed to give us a hell of a time. We probably could have scored sixty on them. Um, we did some cute, well, trick play where we threw a pick. We should have we should have beat them by more. Then we had Chip Kelly when he was coaching at uh, New Hampshire. I think he was uh, OC, him and Jared right? Santos or whatnot. Like there was they were gonna come in and they were gonna smack us. First night game is actually that might be. 
No, that was Friday. No. That was the that might have been the 06. Oh, so yeah, the first, the first the first night game in Wagrids. It was pretty pretty fun, but it was just one of those things that there was a lot of doubters and the only people that believed that, you know, like Brent said I think we were one, we got smacked, we yeah. fell pretty far, and we had to work our way back up, but then just kind of everybody stuck together. Um, we went through some injury uh, bugs. I think that we were bouncing back and forth between Jeff Disney and Craig Oaks at quarterback. Um, Justin Green had been, I think, a little bit nicked, uh, and that was the emergence of Lex. So, you know, true. I think he was a true freshman. Uh, so he came in, started running the ball hard. So I think that's when we played against uh, Northwestern State. I think they were the number one rush defense in the nation. I just yep. destroyed them. 56-7. I think we might have rushed for 350 yards on them, 370. I don't know, right. like a lot. What I'm looking at doesn't have a box score, I tell you, but I, you destroyed them, so we, I believe in. We really put it on. <laughs> but it's, it, it, so to me, it just, I think, from a momentum standpoint where – our defense, you know, no offense to the friends that I have that play defense, but our defenses were ne- nowhere near what uh, these defenses as of late have been. You yeah. know, it was more kind of back in the day where, you know, everybody's off of the, the Don Reed, spread it out, throw it around, and we weren't – we didn't have a Jimmy Ferris. We didn't have a Brian Ayotte. We didn't have, you know, these other folks. Our offense was different where we ran the rock yeah. and yeah. we tried to control the game. You know, it's kind of – not, I mean, it's not as doesn't roll off the tongue as well as Bobby Ball, right? But you know, it's just kind of where yeah. Joe Glenn kind of started it to where it is more of a, you know, play action type mm-hmm. offense that started building that was drastically different than the the spread it out and throw it around uh, type offense. But just momentum, and there was a lot of doubters, and, it, and it's just one of those things that. Again, back in the day, you just see the newspaper. It wasn't where everything was in your face. But, you know, I can't remember who the columnist was back at the time. But, you know. Oh, Ryle Cummings. Ryle Cummings. Oh, Ryle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ryle. I was reading an article by Ryle Cummings the other day. By accident, it fell out of a manila folder at my house. I was like, oh, Ryle Cummings. I think Ryle was was a plant from Bozeman. He used to always write some pretty scathing articles. So that, that was really the only thing you'd have to worry about is the columnist on the right right let's see how much this guy thought we were you know jokers or clowns but that guy probably couldn't you know if we threw a football at him and hit him in the nose right so you know but did, they say about uh, podcasters now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. would you say uh, would you say ryle got you riled up oh jeez. Oh, we have a applause button here <laughs> no we go yeah, live okay we go live we don't, there's we don't this is low grade we I'm don't gonna, edit i'm gonna apologize i'm, I'm for waiting that. for you guys to get the soundboard and please the first sound that you have on the soundboard is you gotta have some some marty morning <laughs> oh my God! These two, I would so, love a so whole we, we separate story here. So Marty Pan. I had a I had an event E-bombs that, the soundboard. <laughs> that, yes. that these two came to <laughs> during the campaign, and Marty was there. He's friends with my father-in-law. Da, 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 da. And I, somebody I know was talking to Luke and Brent, and they like paused and were like, "Is that Marty Morningwig?" <laughs> and apparently, they were so starstruck, and they like. Slowly walked up to we him. Did not slowly. We, we fast <laughs> beeline to Marty's side. And we're like, "Will you be on our podcast?" He said, "Yeah." So we got to get that going. Oh, 100%. I've never. I percent. I just have never known either of you two to be quite so. Uh, we talked to Marty for five minutes, and we talked about what did we talk about? 
evolution of offensive football, computers, <laughs> yeah. his time in college. This guy's a great thrower I mean, of the football. He can spin it. Wow. He can spin it now. He, the way he just yeah. he, would, he would just weave these stories together and he just move from you point got him to on point. the podcast right now. Yeah. That was really good. It was incredible. It was incredible. And uh, got his number and yeah. So oh, we're, we're, we're gonna gotta make yeah. it happen. That we need to do the it. Highest rated podcast. <laughs> I mean, and you got to get him on here with Coulter because he's like Coulter's adopted dad. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Coulter yeah, was a big be, Marty uh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Col- Coco talks about Marty all the time uh you're totally right though like we need a whole subsection for marty just to play with the sound we i think we could do it marty sounds i don't think we can we're doing it he makes non-football fans really excited to watch football yeah it's amazing and he makes football Uh, fans pretty angry he doesn't (laughs) (laughs) you know what he carries the broadcast because the what's the other guys that's cone cone tom is it tom i don't know the first name now he's bad Holy cow. I know people complain about Marty. Marty would be just fine if the play-by-play guy was oh, decent. Marty is great. It's just yeah. the, the play-by-play guy is doesn't realize that there's like two number fives, two yeah. number fours. <laughs> Nash Vouch out there catching <laughs> passes on the offense. Garrett like, Graves no with a great punt return. Yeah. How many this games you watch this year at this point? And who's this 36? His name isn't even on the back. On offense. <laughs> oh, man. He's... Uh, <laughs> Hey, He's, he does a nice job. <laughs> he tries really hard. But you would think that after calling, I don't know, was this the third Grizz game in a row that he's done? Uh, I think so. Scripps has had the last three. Scripps. We should probably yeah. get him a roster <laughs> with flashcards. Well, I used to do stats for the Root Sports guys. Yeah. And I was like in the booth with them. And I could not believe the level of preparation that they would have. Like, they would have these big binders and, like, a big card. They would flip around offense, defense. They had so many stats on it. And you could tell that, like, they knew a lot about the team and the players. Yeah. I don't get that sense when I watch this guy. These guys just got tarot cards or something? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's night and day difference for sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, we'll have a pod with Marty soon enough, I think. I don't know. He wants to come on. So we'll just, I don't know if he'd be here. We'll start a campaign. Make sure you do the recordings for the, for the soundboard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get all those. I gotta say though, I'd say the lead sound for the soundboard is James's impersonation of his dad driving in the car. (laughs) Yes. Oh, the damn light is green. (laughs) (laughs) He was describing Mike's road rage the other week. (laughs) It's, it's easy to get carried away with in this town. <laughs> we have a traffic problem. Yeah. <laughs> Heard you have an urban You're going to fix that. Yeah, Try to tell yeah. people about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The bike lanes are too big over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> God, There's I'm no not, room for the cars. I'm not even going there. I'm not even going there. All right. Should we talk about the game, maybe? Which one? Game just played or the let's, game let's upcoming? Let's the game upcoming. We can talk about the other game when James actually gets home from the basketball game. Which the Grizz won. All right. So James is on his way. So we'll record our opening an hour and a half in or whatever. Yeah, so. it'll be good. Um, so we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Highest ranked, combined rank, whatever. Yep. Going in. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. The start of the season, I didn't think the Grizz had a chance to win this game. Not in the least. After that, after the NAU game, 
100% did not think they had a chance. I still don't know where I'm at, but it feels like they've... Uh, Wait a second. They've put their matchups together. You still don't know where you're at. Yeah, we've got to let the show feel itself out here. Okay. What's interesting is the, the Grizz are going to be ranked higher than the Cats going into this week, right? Yeah. yeah. And like the Cats are going to be using this, like, we're so disrespected situation, right? Potentially. That's what all little brothers do. <laughs> but I mean, like, I actually think that this Nobody is like... loves me. I, I, They're not being nice. <laughs> Dad won't answer the phone. <laughs> you know. Classic. That's what all little brothers do. Yeah. You know, even with the Grizz having the higher ranking, though, I actually think all the pressure is still on the Cats. Yeah. Stick with me on this, because... You know, they're picked to win the conference. The season, they're picked to win the conference. You know, after that South Dakota State game, it was like there's there's South Dakota State, Montana State, and everybody else. You know, they've been on they've been on the trajectory. Vegans like twenty and one in conference. All this stuff. Blah 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 blah. Playing the underdog isn't going to work because if they're the underdog going into this game and then they lose it, this season they did not meet expectations. And sure, they could still go on a playoff run, whatever, but. If they and if if they go into the playoffs with a lower seed than Montana, that is a failure for them, in my opinion. Whereas Montana, playing from, with house money, from where we were when you know there was a fire out campaign and this is the most dramatic eight and one season we've ever seen. Yeah, like this is house money. Pick six I mean, in the conference. Great. They're going to be right? yeah. I mean, yeah. I the, mean, the, the absolute worst they can finish the conference is second. They're going to be a seed in the playoffs. They're going to get a buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of those things were even. A consideration when after that NAU game, at all. Mm-mm. I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and the Cats haven't like had a loss where suddenly all of a sudden everyone thought they'd fallen off, right? South Dakota State and then the Idaho game. No one's like, oh, their season's over. The Cats' losses are, I believe, what they call quality losses, but yes, we'll have to ask the Idaho Vandals about that. About what a quality loss yeah, is. What, a quality yeah. loss is. Yeah. what is a quality I loss? How do we define that? Uh, <laughs> we, that's we a know, new one for me. What, we we know a guy. He'll uh, he'll let you know. Quality yeah. loss? Yeah. Is, that the, is that the Tubbs place? Yeah, 100%. Yes. <laughs> quality loss. That's quality loss. Uh, we just find oh. new ways to tell us the Grizz suck every week. <laughs> Not taking it anymore. Quality no, loss. We don't have to take it anymore. Because yeah, you know, Matt, no matter what happens, the Grizz are finishing ahead of the Vandals in the conference. That is indeed oh, true. That's a shame. That's Sounds like some loser would say quality loss. Ah. <laughs> a lifetime loser. You know. There we go. No, I, I, like a Vandal. They, they've got they've got pressure, right? They want to try to keep, you know their streak or whatever yeah. against us. Um, I think it's really going to be, hopefully that stadium is just absolutely rocking. Uh, so, you know, challenging all the Grizz fans right now to get out there, show up. There's no reason not to. It's going to be great weather. It's going to be the 40s. Yeah, it's like, going to be pleasant day. Freezing yeah. ass cold. I don't even think it's supposed to rain. Uh-huh. Like, Where are your Bermudas? Yeah, we, better, we, better, we better be in there being really loud and making it difficult on those guys because hopefully we get another – type of play like Junior Bergen's where it explodes and is super oh loud. It just yeah. the stadium, don't get me wrong, the atmosphere has been good. But it's been a I think the Eastern game. Cat game that same year. Yeah, Eastern game, cat game. Those were probably the last two times it was pretty loud, but it hasn't been like cranked up before they filled in the the end zones and all that other stuff. Oh, I mean yeah. back in the day, I mean even even sitting in and you know, being a fan, like you'd leave the game and your ears would be ringing, mm-hmm. yeah, or your yeah. 
you know, Couldn't talk. your throat would yeah. be sore the next day. It, it hasn't. I don't think there has been a game where there's been a ton of energy. I mean, there's been energy in there. Don't get me wrong, but we we got to really cut it loose for this this coming oh, weekend because yeah. I think it'll make it it'll make it difficult on them. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just uh, you know. Well, there was so much like two years ago. There was so much pent up frustration. And then you know Bergen scores on second play of the game. Yeah, that place goes nuts. Fort has an interception later. The fun, the pickups. Then the Eastern yeah. playoff game two weeks later. Like in recent memory, those are the loudest two games. That, I totally agree with yeah. you. Yeah, and hey, no reason we can't do that again, right? I mean, the Ferris I mean, game was fun, but it wasn't like right. And then the sack game, like the energy was there, but then we were kicking the shit out of them so fast, like it just totally kind of dwindled out. But yeah, but stem to stern, I mean. There's some folks that sit by it. Be loud, us be proud. The, uh, in there, there were like third down, people are standing up in front, and then, oh, down in front. So just this oh. weekend, just make sure that you're ready to rock and roll. Third down, get your ass up <laughs> out of your seat. <clears throat> be loud. I think there's going to be a lot of cat fans there because I noticed after that NAU game, there's people a were ton of tickets. brawl tickets that popped up. Which, you know and what? People start paying two, three, You sold your tickets weeks ago. I question your fandom. Oh, yeah. Unforgivable. I hope you Damn. didn't sell your tickets. No, no, I'm Looks going like with Jim, Jim. Joe. All right. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't sell your tickets. Don't sell your tickets. Well, you probably already had. And if you want to buy them back now, they're like five hundred dollars a seat. We gotta get so. the beer. He's done with his drink. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's... All right. Well, let's do this. Let's come back in a second here. Candy ass. Okay. Stitching a few more things together here, right? So we've been talking uh, all sorts of things uh, for all the wild and whatnot. I got a couple quick things on the cast, but I think this is the thing. Like, everybody kind of knows this about these guys. Like, we know this team pretty darn well. We know what they do good. Um, they are the number one scoring offense, almost 44 points a game. They rush uh, for 302 yards per game. That is the second best in the FCS, obviously best in the conference. They have the highest offensive output of 490 a game. That's 100 more than the Grizz. Uh, they're passing. They they pass for 187 a game, and you're like, that's oh, that sucks. Well, the Grizz pass for 197 a game. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then defensively, uh, they're basically kind of second best in a lot of categories. They allow 19 points a game. Grizz are the only one better. Um, 300. They uh, allow 317 yards a game. Grizz allow 311. Um, they might have their defense uh, allows a little over 200 yards passing, so maybe some opportunity there. And the only other thing I really looked at, you know, is I looked at their two losses, and we kind of uh, we touched on this just a little earlier, kind of near our intro, and we were talking about what it takes to beat the Cats. But South Dakota State beats them, and if you watched or followed that game, the Cats had lost that game by half a guy's foot width of his foot on the back line. But um, the interesting thing was South Dakota State Cats. Dominated time of possession, went up and down the field, but they couldn't get in the red zone. They kicked three field goals, uh, and South Coast State was able to keep them out of the end zone. Hmm. Um, so they had five trips to the red zone and came away with one touchdown, three field goals. So so who's their best win? Sack? Yes. Who's that's, the, that's, the, that's the only team with a winning record they beat. I was going to say. Yeah. Like, Wasn't that the knock on us when we played them the other yeah. last yeah. year? Yeah. We only played one team with a winning record. That's right. You know, and so it's like, I, I hate to make that comparison, Colt, but I mean, I think it's a fair one where it's like, say what you want about the Grizz. They've been battle tested this year. And that NAU loss is terrible, but NAU's also beat three ranked teams somehow this year. So I don't really know how that all works. But, you know, for them to be number two in the conference on that with that schedule, yeah. 
have they really been tested? Well, I mean, you play at South Dakota State, that's a test. You play at Idaho, that's a test. Because those are both losses. We were able to we were able to do what they couldn't do in Idaho, and that's beat the dog ass vandals in their house. I so. just wonder I just wonder if their defense is as it. good as <laughs> Cheers for that. <laughs> as as advertised. Well they 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 lost a lot of athleticism. A lot you know, they lost their leaders last year. Um, Who's that? The Tyler Akata or what was his name? Oh Tayakata. Tayakata. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's kind of their heart and soul left. They reloaded though. I mean, right on offense, they returned almost every guy. I think the whole O line. Yeah, but I'm talking about defense. Oh, defensively. Sorry. Yeah. Because I think they're going to score points. So it's like, like, can we? What's that kid, Brody Greeby and Ryland Ort and all these other guys? Like they've got dudes that they've reloaded with too. So, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, the two losses they had in the Idaho one. We talked about that. Idaho just held the ball for near 42 minutes. Cats' first three possessions were three and outs. Before we hit halftime, they're down 10 out. And they couldn't do anything on their offense. So, um, and then, you know, they missed a game-time field goal. And I think that was the point where they decided they're going away from their kicker and went with the, the younger guy, so who's been kicking the last couple of weeks. But those are two losses. And the rest of their, all their wins, yeah. Sack, they went to sack, played well. Won that game by, I think, 12 or something. But the rest of the teams, yeah, they're out of conference was, I mean, South Dakota State. I heard they had Stetson, Stetson Hatters <laughs> who showed up to the football game 30 minutes before kickoff. So it's crazy. Just going to knock things out. Yeah. But like you guys aren't joking on that one. Like you're being serious? No, yeah. So all uh, sorts of yeah. issues. So Stetson was booked their hotels in Helena because they couldn't get a team hotel in Bozeman. And their flight from Florida, uh, like the plane broke down. They had to go get a new plane or something. And so they got in <sighs> at like two or three in the morning, bust to Helena, slept for a few hours, and then bust back. Wait, and wait, 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 wait. So they flew into they Bozeman. They were on an they airplane. They flew to Bozeman, yeah. They could have landed in Helena, and they only had to have one bus trip, but they landed in Bozeman. Their buses were in Bozeman for them, though, but yeah. <laughs> wow. Whoever, whoever the logistics wow. person for the Hatters is <clears throat> should probably go on to do that. <laughs> And then uh, apparently what I was told the next week by some guys uh, in the UM athletic department was that the Hatter's athletic director was asking the MSU athletic director to delay the game like three, four hours so they could like sleep. And it was like a TV thing. And so MSU was trying to figure out like a for- how a forfeit would work and how that whole thing would play out and how that would all go together. So, <laughs> yeah. Rough. Yeah. That's the most I got. I don't have too much numbers on it. It's like, this is a team I think we all like know better than most of the other opponents. We know what the Cats do. They run they run the ball. They're physical. Damn good O-line. So what um, yeah. What do the Grizz need to do to win? That's a great question, Mike. I know. That's why you guys are on. We're not smart enough to answer this question. I mean, it, here, here's, here's, here's what Bobby's going to say when they're in the... <clears throat> McGill Hall, if they still go there. They do. That's where they must see. Like, yeah. That's tradition. Yeah. We're going to stop the run. We're going to run the ball. We're going to win the turnover battle, and we're going to play great on special teams. That's what they got to do. But at the end of the day, really, I'll say we got to make them – we got to dictate the pace. If we can get out and get up on them, get them uncomfortable, have them chasing a little bit, trying to get too cute. I mean, just like what, what kind of like we saw with Portland, right, where they were running the rock. 
uh, on that opening drive, got down, tried to get too cute, got away from inside zone, that oh, kind of God, stuff, and tried yeah. to do some some just some weird play calls. That right? weird play, yeah. yeah where they had everybody. Yeah. You know, it almost looked like a swinging gate on offense type yeah. thing. Uh, but you know, if if we can get out and get on them right away, similar to what we did to Idaho, and just make them uncomfortable to where the cats are built to play from ahead, or you know, within striking distance. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, pretty intuitive, right? But, I mean, if, if we get out, get up on them, they'll start pressing a little bit, right? And then yeah. then hopefully, like as Mike said, we're battle-tested, right, to where, you know, we've been in close games. We have been in some other lopsided games so we're i think we're we're a little bit more built mentally yeah. for for the challenges that you're going to see in this game you're going to have there's going to be lots of adversity you know good plays bad plays it's just going to be how how our guys respond to it i think that you know if you're used to playing with a lead and then you're just able to to run downhill at folks it's a totally different mindset than when you're trying to run downhill having a bunch of time come off the clock and then you start to press um you know i think that we've done a good job protecting the rock this year we haven't thrown it to the wrong color jersey and we haven't put it on the ground very much so i think that if we you know stay true to form you know like mike was saying earlier is that the moment doesn't look too big for cliff i don't think that he's going to be Super juiced up and you know sailing balls on guys at to, to, you know, in, you shouldn't tell them the stakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 brawl of Montana is what we're playing for, right? The, Montana the battle brawl. of the brawl. The, the battle, battle of the, the brawl. Battle of the brawl. <laughs> it's a battle of brawl week, guys. <laughs> Something it's, about some divide. It's here. I, I don't think it matters with him. I just. I don't know. He's, he's, he just seems well, that's like, good. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's good to have a little bit of tunnel vision, have the blinders on, and just <laughs> see what's in front of you. Yeah. I mean, Cats have only lost five turnovers this whole season. <clears throat> three fumbles. Where are we? I can't ask that question. That could be lucky. We haven't too. had very many. So it just bounces like, your way. Vidlak has four, that's five interceptions and four touchdowns. So. Uh, Grizz have thrown six picks, and our website stats are totally different. Lost four, so we've lost ten. So, what's the what's the what's the net margin? I think we're plus seven or plus eight, and they are they're plus ten on picks alone. I think fumbles are even. They're plus ten, so we're both positive. We're plus eight. They're plus ten. It's always easier to win games when you win the turnover battle. I mean, in any game, and uh, I think with you know I agree with Colt here. Well, another thing with these guys, they've had. Two tough teams come in, whether they traveled or they came in, uh, and lost both those games. Both road games. And um, it's hard to win on the road. It's even harder when it's a ranked team. But I think that's just, you know, that's a team kind of folding in a tough situation. We've obviously played a lot of tough teams. And I think that's a testament to the Grizz is being able to win and beat ranked opponents pretty handily. Like we went to Idaho. When they were, I mean, at the time we played Idaho, they were on a roll. And that's the whole momentum thing, too, is, like, Idaho was on a roll. I mean, they were they were kicking ass. We came in there Third in the country. and uh, beat them. Um, Sac State, good team. has been good for a while. 
rolled them at home. I mean, and that was a dominating win. Um, I see the Cats playing a couple of tough teams coming in and going on the road was hard, like I said, and losing. Um, everyone else they played, I don't know, not, I'm not saying they're bad teams, but they're not ranked. They're not – there's not really a – every game is challenging, but they haven't proven themselves against opponents that are that c- they can play ball. Yeah, um, it's going, exactly. Go back to what we were saying earlier. It's like I feel like yeah. there's there's an element of so stuff they've got to prove. There's some unproven the things. Down. I mean, it looks, it, looks, yeah, it looks great on paper to be to kick the shit out of a team that sucks. It's like, oh, awesome, and do it five times in a row. Sweet, you're winning ball games. It's hard to win, but it's easier to win against a shitty opponent. Um, and I think everything needs to come together. Like we meet in McGill Hall, and they still do. It sounds like, and like Colt said, you know, you gotta win the turnover battle, run the ball, stop the run, uh, win on third down, two minute, fourth quarter, the whole spiel we get every time. That's important. But and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but. Um, just from a pride standpoint, and Colt knows this, and I know this, and you know, if Jace was here, pour one out for him, he would know this too. And anyone that's ever played, um, that individual battle against the guy across, whether he's, whether he's uh, six inches across from you or in your zone, what's most important, I think, from a player standpoint is you want to win that individual battle. We all know how to read a zone read your gap, whatever it is, we know that. But winning that individual battle is the most important. If you're a sound football player and you can beat the guy across from you, more times than not, you're gonna be okay. If you can take the football out of a guy early on, it makes the game much more enjoyable. And I think that if everybody's doing their part and doing like like Holt said, you're gonna get beat, they're gonna make some plays, that happens, it just happens in a game. Guys do well. They'll beat you. But if you're playing sound and beating the guy across from you every time or more times than not, you could win some football games if you're doing the right thing. So just be a sound football player. Let the coaches sort it out scheme-wise, play-wise. I mean, we all know what plays are going to work on what down and distance. And from a stat standpoint, um, what works better and you know, in the red zone and third and long and what we need to run like – those things are all predetermined, and we have there's there's a there's a playlist for those. But if you can beat the guy across from you, I think you're gonna kick ass. I think those individual efforts really matter um, as a player going into this game, especially this game, because uh, I think Grizz have a lot to prove, and I think the Cats uh, we talked about earlier is coming in as underdogs, which is kind of strange because obviously they came and kicked our ass last year. Pretty handily, but I mean, I don't buy it. Like, but, sure, they can claim underdog all they want, but but, the, but it's but exactly, it's not a thing. I mean, they, if you watch games and you look at stats, maybe technically and from a statistical standpoint, they should beat us. But um, if they come in here and lay an A and basically just come and shit the bed, that looks terrible for them. They're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. Both these teams are. Sure. But if you yeah. lose this game. Like I said earlier, there's an asterisk on your season. And it's no different than two years ago when we beat them here. If they wouldn't have won the Natty, I don't know. That one was so weird for them, though, because their fans, like talking to some of their fans, they think the loss, I mean, the loss here brought in Thomas Touchdown. 
it yeah. like it, it changed their offense and it yeah. lit them on fire. It did, and it, it did change things. But I just think um, it was a weird year. This game, like, like for the state of Montana and yeah. for these two programs, this game matters so much. For sure. And in order to win it, I think you know everything Colt said, and then those individual battles. Like, take some pride and just kind of kicking the shit out of the guy across from you. Yeah. Ty, feels you, good. You had a very eloquent way of saying this. <laughs> We gotta go hit him in the fucking mouth. <laughs> hey. yeah, we gotta keep hitting him in the fucking mouth until they're tired of getting oak. hit in the fucking mouth. And oak. So I'm, I'm sorry, I said a lot of, a lot of potty nope, mouth that's words there. Pumped up. We are yeah. here. We are at the point in the pond. So it's, it's, I mean, that, that's. I mean, we can talk all the X's and O's and all that other stuff. Last yeah. year, they came out and punched us in the mouth, and we didn't respond. That's yeah. true. That's the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. So and we got to come out and hit them. Hundred percent. And I think that the difference, and not that you would want to say that anybody ever plays scared, but I don't think the Grizz are afraid of them this year. I, with the season and with all the shit we talked about, with all the stuff, and this is the strangest great season ever, and all that. I don't think they care. And like like we keep saying, like the cats are the ones that have everything to lose. So yeah, get up, hit them in the mouth, and keep going. No, agreed. And and what Colts are when you're ten feet tall and you're kicking ass and you got confidence. All it takes is you don't want to get cocky, but you can be confident. You can be confident and come in and execute. So they have no reason to not be that guy who's coming in and be like, yeah, we're kicking ass. Yeah. Like our record shows it. We beat some big-time teams coming in here that are ranked. We whooped their ass. And like Colt said, just come and fucking hit him in the mouth. Well, and, and, that's, and that's how we got all the, 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 the big wins. Yeah. We went down to Idaho. And hit him in the mouth. mouth. Sac State. Sac State. Hit him in the mouth. Davis. Davis. Hit him up. Yeah. Portland State, the trap game. What did we do? They went down, they kicked a field goal, and we came back and we started hitting him in the mouth. We kept hitting him in the mouth and they quit. Mm-hmm. You know, my, like we've talked about, you know, up at you know, <laughs> having having a beer on a campfire, taking the football out of people. Hitting them in the mouth is how you take take the football out of them. For the yeah. record, that's not the only place I've heard Colt Palmer say taking the football out of them. It's fairly, <laughs> fairly, fairly common a, vernacular. Like yeah. football, <laughs> too. Do you say, do you say this yeah. to your cousin? Yeah. Little guys like James. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't quite say it like I did in this one. We definitely church it up a lot more. But, I mean, football's pretty easy. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta score more points than them. right? Don't let them score as many points on you. Yeah. And you do that by effort. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that was lacking against NAU. Beat them we up. We didn't want to be there. Yeah. NAU hit true. us in the mouth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right? So it's, yep. it's, it's one of those where I think that this team is built for a back alley barroom brawl. Yeah. Like, I mean, you saw it against SAC. Yeah. yeah. Where they, they were sitting there and thought they were tough. You know, and they got all, you know, the, yep. the guys that should be over there taping ankles trying to come over to the sideline when they're trying to fight. Right, stay over there, right? Yeah. And then then that kind of that that was the spark. Last year, yeah. we thought we were gonna go over there and you know, we were kind of whistling in the dark a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's they hit us in the mouth and we didn't like it. It's true. It's just it's 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 about how it's about how you respond. This game, you know, the cliche, throw the records out, this, that, and the other, it's gonna be who the team that is the most physical that is playing to win the game versus playing not to lose. Yep. And I think the games that it got away from us, we were playing not to lose. Go mm-hmm. play to win the fucking game. Yeah. That's but the thing. The way this season has gone with this team, like more so than any team in recent Grizz memory, I'm just comfortable with them. 
and maybe they win, maybe they lose, but it's just like I don't I don't fear the moment being too big for them, which is crazy from where we were. Just no, I mean crazy. You're right. It's a good cast of characters out there. So one thing I like about this team is last game, Sac State came down and just kind of ran the, ran the field yeah. from the get go. Boom, and we responded. Obviously, won the game. Kind of kicked their ass. I remember looking up at Colt. Stood up and Colt just looked at me and just goes, pour it on. Pour it on. Because, I mean, dude, we were running the table. It took that one drive. Yeah. And I'm sitting next to my dad. And, you know, Scott lives in Arizona now. We He's a little him. cold for him. Yeah, shout out for – no, Scott did well. He wore a light jacket, uh, just just <laughs> jeans with nothing under him. And he wasn't even wearing anything over his ears. But he was – his – Skin was bronze. <laughs> he looked like a California raisin. Um, but I think, you know, it had been a while since he's been to the Grizz watching the game. And right away, Sac State comes down just kind of put it to us. Like we say, they came and kind of hit us in the mouth. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that old Mike Tyson quote. Like, it was got a plan. It was a plan. You hit the mouth. So, but we had a plan. Got hit in the mouth. We responded. We fucking uppercut and took that game. And, uh, so my dad and I looked at Colt and Colt said, pour it on. And that was what, probably 10 minutes later. And that was a runaway, man. I mean, we, yeah. what I liked about that game and about this team is they responded. I think the last couple, two or three years, they come down, put it on us, and immediately we kind of, we get, we'd we, scared. we pull back. Yeah, we'd get yeah. scared. We pull back. Like, oh, shit. They're better than we thought they were. These guys, a short memory. Kind of mentality yep. is good. Yep. I think uh, I look back like the South Dakota State game when I was a senior. We got our we're getting our ass kicked all game, but we still ended up winning by what three touchdowns and fourth quarter pulled away. I mean we were down by four touchdowns. I don't know what it was, but I like this team because they have a short memory. They can get punched in the mouth, but they get right back up and they punch back even harder. And that's cool to see because we got depth, we got scrappy guys, and they do like Colt said. Uh, these are like some back alley brawlers. Like they're ready to go. Like they're gonna get hit, but they're gonna get up and they're gonna go twice as hard. And that's fun to watch. Teams like that, they might not have the best athletes, the fastest, quickest, strongest guys, but they got the guys with the most effort. And luckily, we do have some pretty good yeah. athletes. But and it's fun to watch. Like it's better to watch guys that come out there and put effort in. We're lucky to have good athletes, but these guys are coming in like they are brawling. It's fun to see. It's like it's what Grizz football used to be. Is what North Dakota State turned into. It's what the Cats have had for a while. Uh, it's it's good to see, and it was only a matter of time, I think, before we started recruiting guys that are program guys that are going to be here a while. Who are going to fight hard? Who like and also they love the program. Like with this whole NIL thing and that, it's the turnover is just. It's, it's probably a hard time to be a coach. I would imagine. But I think that when you when you recruit the right guys, and Bobby's had time to get the right guys in his system, I think that tide's starting to turn where you're starting to get those guys like the Anaconda guys, the Scrappy Butte guys, the small town guys. Uh, you're also getting really good transfers. You're getting guys from out of state. You're getting you're getting the you're building a team of guys that you want together that come from. Different backgrounds with uncommon this, that, and the other that are coming together for a common goal. And it's fun to see. Like, these guys are in it together as a team, and it's fun to see. It's cool. And that's what I remember when I played. That's what I remember when Cole played. And we took the we took a legacy they built 
going to the national championship when I came in as a freshman and Colt graduated as a senior, like we took that legacy and um, it was just kind of an expected thing. Like, hey, these guys built something special and it's our responsibility to carry that torch and fucking hit guys in the mouth. <laughs> I like it, you know? But you said something, you said short memories. And, yeah. you know, I think that you can look at teams and you can talk about like guys being right for the moment, you know, and it's like, Cliff is going to be nowhere near a top 10 list of Grizz QBs. Like, that's just not. But it, it just feels like that kind of short memory, just kind of this is the right guy for this team right now. Let's just go do it. Yeah. Dude's having fun playing. Yep. Exactly. You can see he's having fun. Yeah. Like, he's, he's running there. in the end zone. <laughs> he's, he's out there. But he's kind of giving a little look over his shoulder at the guy that's going to come hit him. Right? One of these. Right? And when he throws the 97-yard touchdown pass, I mean, he's got he's Dude. got the swagger. And that's that's the thing. Enthusiasm is contagious, especially in a, on a good team. Like, he does well. Everyone's pumped. Kickoff team comes out, they fucking pillage and burn running down, and you're inside the 25. Uh, defense comes on, three and out. I mean, that stuff just, it's momentum. And it's great to see, and I think we have it. I do. It's its its actually fun to watch Chris football again because it's, oh, well, it hasn't been fun, but it's been tough at times. It's more fun. Yeah. It's way more fun. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> like, uh, where's your barometer? Have these guys, have these Palmer boys – Talked you in I was, to a pick. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're I not, just see you leaning in. We're not picking the game yet. Okay, actually, it's time to pick, Mike. We got uh, Portland State. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to questions because there's going to be some shit from the game that oh, talks oh, about, yeah, okay. and let's pick at the end so Oop. we get these guys out of here because it's you know. <laughs> Uh, Chad Dundas is double digits. I mean, Chad Dundas is wondering if he should spend two hundred dollars to go to the brawl per ticket. Now that we know how important it is, yes, yes, Chad. And for anybody who sold their tickets and regretting it, that's not my problem. Hey, I might have six tickets for sale. (laughs) Oh. Thousand dollars each? No, no. <laughs> Grizz fan, fans, fans only. Grizz fans only. Grizz fans only. Cole Palmer's a kind god. Grizz <laughs> fans only. You just got to yell and stand yeah. up on third down. Uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. All he asks is they kneel. <laughs> uh, Shane O'Connell says, ask CMP if he's deleted that drafted tweet from earlier this year yet. <laughs> Which. Colt Shane's, saw. Shane's drone. So, uh, <laughs> Shane. Wait, who is this? Oh, this is my buddy Shane O'Connell. So the one time that I tweeted that uh, you might have uh, went on to the Wayback Machine and saw, because I don't post very much, it might have been when we lost to the Cats in Bozeman with Stitt, and I might have tagged <laughs> the defensive coordinator at the time, Seymour. Haslam oh, yeah. and Stitt, and then I got blocked quickly by Stitt. The pride and tradition of the Montana Grizzlies will not be interested to the uh, tender of the week. <laughs> so still right up? after the, uh, the NAU game, still... my good friend, Mr. O'Connell, was asking me if I was about to push send on the, the thing, and I, I sent the, uh, I couldn't find a Herm Edwards meme. The, uh, the <laughs> you don't play push to send. win the game. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, I, I did see that one. And O'Connell, you always got to have the gun loaded and ready to go when you're out and hunting, right? So, it's, so we're ready to go. It's, oh it's cat week, O'Connell. Get your mind right. 
<laughs> uh, okay, Luke Round says, uh, get your mind right, Palmers. I'm so pumped uh, to come see this one in person. Uh, could this be the biggest Grizz, uh, the biggest Grizz Cat game in history? I'm trying to think of a bigger one. I think we kind of touched on that. Yeah, this I, mean, is... I think we all agree the answer might be yes. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely... As far as rankings yeah. go, I mean... I'm firmly in the yes can. And I mean, like, I whoever so. wins is the Big Sky Conference champion. like Outright fir- champion. Yeah. Firmly in the yes can, other than if these guys were to meet... In the semifinals, like tell tell me tell me a situation that would be bigger. No, I mean national you're right. Like, like a playoff yeah, game. Okay, in the na- natty. Okay. <laughs> semifinal or a national yeah. championship? Other than this weekend, potential yep. to host through the playoffs. You talk about outright. Yeah. Yep. Like you talk about supreme bragging rights. Meeting in the natty. Okay, let's it see. Stresses me out. See, I can see the stress of some fathers oh. here. For some fathers here, I have a question. It's going to be a different type of father situation from last week. Thank God. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. We got a question on that. Someone wanted you to retouch that too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the wrong Not words literally. used for that, Brent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's say we meet in the playoffs. We, we, it's Cacrius 2.0, and your wife is due to give birth on Sunday. Do you still go to the game on Saturday knowing that, like... Yes, of course. But, like, it could come any time. You need to meet my wife, Erica. She's a saint, so I'm there. <laughs> You're I'm, there. I'm, She's I'm, like, I'm go. In, I'm in the road game. I'm there, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, my wife's a saint. <laughs> I mean, I'll meet the baby at some point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm his dad. I'll be around at least every forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's one day? <laughs> Photos? Yeah. Snapchat? Send me a photo. Yeah. FaceTime? <laughs> They're both just going to be sleeping. I'll be there when they come home from the hospital. <laughs> yeah, somebody will oh, be yeah, there. Oh, yeah, I got you. This <laughs> and, and a souvenir program. <laughs> yeah, she, when Colt's firstborn was there, I was a pair of scrubs and a mask and popped Tyler, out of the corner. Tyler hey. was the first one to see CJ. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Hey. I was like, I got to get back to work, but it's good to see you. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Uh, Thork is asking if you could choose between Cliff or La- Lucas Johnson from last year, who would the pod pick? He says, no offense to Lucas, but he would pick McDowell. He just loves the offense with him. Between just those two? I guess, yeah. I'm... I feel like McDowell has had the benefit of being healthy all year. Yeah, I, I think, that's fair. I think Can't Johnson... be saying stuff like that, Luke. Not going to the table. Yeah. All around. Uh, so, okay, okay, so okay, here's what I'll say. I got IBS. I think between those two, spin around a circle, salt over his shoulder, and three hail marys. Goes down from dysentery. Go ahead, Mike. I already got. He died forging the river. Yeah. Or you get bit by a rattlesnake. You got to choose. It's the wild west. You got to choose the brawl of the wild. There's nothing wrong with the battle of. So, to me, Lucas Johnson may be more talented. Cliff McDowell is unquestionably tougher, in my opinion. Oh. And I don't know, that seems to work for Bobby these days. Like, you think about, especially in this second run, like, Sneed was tough. The offense worked. Yeah. Sneed's my favorite quarterback. Sne- I mean, Sneed was a, a tough man. guy. Yeah. Dinky Dalton? <laughs> yeah. Oh, earlier like question it. we had on the rushing yards. Sneed did not have 500 yards. <clears throat> Jordan Johnson, 2011, was the only one to, and he had 2,400 passing. About 600 Only rushing. 600 yards yeah, he had 3,000 yards of total offense. Yeah, he was good in 11. Uh, so, the one thing I would say to this the tough comparison between Lucas Johnson and um, Cliff, the difference in the offense this year. 
and the, the play calling and the design. Two different offensive coordinators, yeah, and I think point. I think we can all agree we like a lot more what we're seeing from Brent Pease's run offense than um, Rosenbach's from the last couple of years. It seems to just be working better with this team. So it's hard to say what Lucas Johnson would look like in this offense. That's fair. Yeah, but I think Cliff is much tougher to tackle and bring down than it's Lucas so was. Lucas, Lucas so I think, was probably big. a better passer. Yeah. What, what What's their measurables? Like how, what's, what's well, Cliff's the, 6'5", 225. I'd Lucas? have to look Lucas. He was 6'3". Like he was 6'3". It's a large American. I believe it. Yeah. 205? <laughs> You're going to have to give me a fast second. Um, <clears throat> does not load very fast. Uh, okay, LJ is 6'3", 223. So, a couple inches of height. Also large American. It. Yeah. Could LJ pull a Conestoga across <laughs> a small creek with brittle bone syndrome in order to save his child or lose the other one or not cross the river because there's a rattlesnake on the other side? How, much, how much venison is in tow? Well, yeah. how many rounds? <laughs> it, also, it also depends on whether or not you're willing to barter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I like that Oregon Trail is now. Uh, you know. <laughs> Matt Col- um, okay, uh, Matt Colby is just talking about how we stop, how you stop this run offense for the Cats. Is it blitzing? Is it sitting back and uh, or, or what? Um, obviously, like like you guys were saying earlier, force them to throw uh, seems to be the way. I but almost, you gotta stop the run. I think you, know, you, I think you blitz the shit out of. Them. I, I really say, do. I, I, think, I think if you, well, I mean, what do you think? I think you got to be. I gap, think you put the pressure on them. You got to be gap sound. That's the thing. Well, Which they said last sure. year that if you're the Grizz were not sound, gap sound. Like, well, you, no, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. People Horrible. trying to oh, oh. had some stats. I mean, let's call a spade a spade, right? We, we don't have that problem tackles. this year. We had some dudes rolling down in the box that you know. Yeah. That would be in the area that might try to go for the the Mike Tyson knockout instead yeah. of just getting him on the ground. So I mean, it's it's it's. It's one of those that I think if we're if we're gap sound and, they, and and make them work for it, like let's give up a, you know, max a 10, 15 yard run versus a you know eighty eight and out the gate. Mm-hmm. I mean if, if if we're gap sound, we tackle well because in the in the cat game last year they didn't tackle with a shit. No, no. I mean they they, 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 they oh, looked they looked awful. scared. Yeah, they were coming down. It, it it seemed like the moment was too big. So I think that the difference this year. Last year we hadn't played a bunch of you know teams that had winning records or had yeah. been ranked or this that or the other. We've been there. We've done that. We've got the T-shirts. Yeah. So I don't True. think the yeah. moment should be too big for the team. Yeah. Like they've experienced. That. I mean, it's it's a big game, but I don't think it's gonna. The moment isn't gonna be too big. So if we're gap sound, whether it be blitzing or whatnot, we don't give them a freebie where it's a seventy-yard, eighty-yard touchdown run, yeah. and make it tough on them. Make them string together drives because then you put it in a position to where you could have a, a, a procedure penalty. Because, like mm-hmm. we said earlier, people better be in the stands. Like, be loud this weekend. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. we have to have twelve people. We got we got we got to be the twelfth twelfth man, twelfth person, whatever, however you want to do it. Like, Absolutely. Like, yep. We yeah, got we got to have that to where they have to have a long sustained drive because then you know procedure penalty. Holding penalty, get them behind the sticks, put them in a position that they have to throw the rock. Because I like our chances. Because Corbin Walker, all right. Mm-hmm. You got TC. You got you know um, number two, uh, Ronnie John ja- ja- uh, Johnson. Jackson. Ronnie Johnson Jackson, Jackson Jr. the second, fourth, seventh. <laughs> we whatever. <should> know this. <laughs> so 
You know, number two, Grandy I mean, and Fouch and it's Reitermeyer and Jackson. Have them throw the ball around because yeah. I don't think that they are pure passers of the football, as Coach Marty Morningwood would say. <laughs> They're not a pure passer of the football. <laughs> spin it. Right? He can't spin it quite as well as the other guys. You know, have them spin it to the guys in the room. Yeah. I like that. I um, And I know that in our – uh, defense, they're going to have to do this with linebackers a little bit because we really don't have the depth. But mm-hmm. I'd show them some five-man fronts. I would I would absolutely kind of throw some things at them that they maybe wouldn't expect the Grizz to line up in and um, see if that changes anything. Because I think yeah. trying to force them to pass is absolutely the right the right way to go. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of questions on stopping the, the, the rush defense, so, you know, we'll, I think we're, you know, we, I think we kind of got on that. Uh, 360 Grizz sat next to Sawyer Racanelli's family, so they're really nice people. The kid's name is Sawyer Racanelli? Number nine. Number nine. Or That's his name? Yeah. What did you think his name was? I didn't know it was he, Sawyer. Is it Sawyer? <laughs> I've been calling him Rocco Baldelli. Sawyer. Yeah, and, you got me second I mean, guessing it. Wow. Sawyer Rockinelli. Mike's turning into that old soy man soy who, who's like just making up names, names. for people. Like, like Marty. All, dude, <laughs> Rocky Balboa. <laughs> what, what's that kid's name again? That's why I give nicknames, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's just easier <laughs> that way. Um, someone shared something from a Facebook Sawyer. group, and we know nothing. There's never false information on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, that uh, there's no bands that are going to be allowed in the I actually, I, can't I phoned a friend this afternoon. I texted someone and I said, is this true? Our band will be there. The ADs jointly decided to no longer have the bands travel because the hmm. visiting team ticket allotment went down. And um, Suck it, Spirit of the West. Basically, basically, you, you might have <laughs> a lot of cat band fans who are tr- going to try and blame you, Athletics, for this. But this is a Leon Costello, Kent Haslam joint decision. There's nothing. But worse. the band will be there. You said just the Grizz, the home band will be there. <laughs> Wait, so the oh, just both, so yeah, so, so like uh, yeah, okay. The, so the, the Spirit so, of the West, okay. the Grizz, the Grizz band will be there at home next year in Bozeman. The Cats, I just want competing horns. I'm not for it. I'm against it. Okay. You just want a solo horn. Yeah, I want the Grizz horns. I don't need oh. other horns blasting right. at them. So, I, Cole, I don't know if you saw this yet, but so <laughs> there was a targeting penalty in the Portland State game, and you could hear with the volume up on the TV, Bobby Howe says, that's fucked up, that's fucked up, you candy ass. And so Clixby shares the tweet and says, Wrong answers only. Who is Bobby yelling at? <laughs> and should we normalize workplace <laughs> conflict resolution like this? Because the workday would be vastly more interesting. <laughs> I think he was yelling at Colter Nuanas about left-handed quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. That's a good one. Oh, my God. I think he was watching Sean Rainey show up in like one of those like South Miami shirts <laughs> and jackets. <laughs> No, did you see the guy that threw the penalty that he had like the faux hawk underneath his hat? Did he? Did he really? No way. Yeah, no. If you go back and watch, he's got this. This is just the clip thing on. Is it in this? Yeah, this is important. No, he's he's yelling on. So, and then I think the other thing on that one is going. How do we use candy asses? You know, more in in regular. uh, So yeah, me and Tyler, full disclosure, grew up in trucking families, and candy ass is used. Heavily. Regularly. Clearly, so because I, you know the uh, you know the way to prevent oh, 
the ants from getting to your candy ass. Oh, Mike, I 100% have the solution for you. And I think what Bobby's telling in this, this situation is he's trying to help the back judge. And I think it, I think that this this should be if there's anybody on the game day staff that does the you know the lip sync or whatever what, what's what's it's, that is John Boy what's that what's that what's that thing called where they where they're in the stadium where they, it's like the oh wrong, bad lip reading bad that they're lip doing in the stadium yes yes so this is the back judge that Bobby's talking to where that clip that was clipped on Twitter I think it missed is he was actually trying to give him the solution. <laughs> for the ants and his candy ass. So there is a solution, Luke. You take kerosene wrap, or you take wraps, you dip them in kerosene. Okay. Yep. You step wrap one. those around your ankles. That's step two. So you got kerosene wraps around your ankles. So those kerosene wraps keep the ants from getting to your candy ass. <laughs> This sounds like a Nicki Minaj lyric. It's, it's science. <laughs> it's science. It's, it's science. Luke. This also sounds like uh, uh, Palmer is a generation above this group uh, advice yeah. given regularly. Yeah, my oh. father uh, said that to me all a lot. <laughs> I actually wraps and candy ass. Which I actually do because... think we should normalize this talk because I hate passive aggressive email talk like hey just circling back here wanted to follow up on this request I made to you two weeks ago hey listen you candy ass I asked <laughs> you for this dude what, I I was not in my normal I, I took a day off like a couple years ago I worked to the bone but uh, <laughs> I was I was on a walk near a construction site and a contractor was yelling at his at his dudes and he was like like just I mean horribly vicious language essentially telling them that their work sucked and they weren't worth the wage he was paying them if he has to go back through and do everything twice yeah and I just sat there and kind of smiled, and I was like, man, I wish I could talk to people this way at the university. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I live in a different world where you have to be all professional when you're disappointed with the work product. Circling back with you, yeah. bubbling this up so it's at the top of your email. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Oh, I, my God. I feel we work in a realm of a lot of emails. I'm going to pop your bubble because I haven't <laughs> answered you because you asked a stupid question. Yeah. <laughs> Are you blind or are you dead? Can you respond? <laughs> candy ass. <laughs> exactly. You can just see Cole Palmer responding to that email. Uh, I haven't answered because it's a stupid question. Take care of it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I would be fair with that level of oh my God. I hope your family's well. <laughs> best to you and the kids. Best to you. Good day. All my best. <laughs> Colt Michael Palmer. Oh, man. Oh, God. You know, candy ass. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just. I'm going I down. Appreciate a, I'm how much we're talking a, about this. I'm going down a, a rabbit hole in my mind here. So, Todd Palmer and Scott Palmer, which probably be listening to this together in Arizona on their couches, they're getting nice and bronzed. Oh my god! Sorry, it took so long together. to get to the good part of the podcast. Yeah, we're um, like two hours. <laughs> they're probably gonna be listening to this, but now they think about it. So, back in the uh, I don't know, it must have been the late '70s when Scott was in college. No, and, he was uh, in college, and I think he was born in sixty two, uh, nineteen eighty five. Yeah, so eighty five. Um, he was in college, and the young man next to him in the dorms was 
the Robert Lawrence Houck was a pole vaulter, mm. I believe, on the track team. Scott Palmer was a high jumper. Right. They lived next to each other in dorms. <laughs> I just think that candy ass was a common <laughs> phrase for that generation, and I appreciate it. And it's like, it's, it's like, bro. It's like, bro. What's going on, you candy ass? Candy ass. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All the shorts were short back then. Ants had full access. <laughs> unless you had the kerosene wraps. Or those high tube socks with the two colors on the top. Mid-high cruise. We wore them in college uh, when I played. Mid-high cruise. Not quite that high, but mid-high cruise were a thing. Uh, we all had to wear mid-high cruise. Remember Rob Schulte did not wear mid-high cruise one time. He was asked to go back up the tunnel. Missed the first quarter because he was not wearing his standard issued mid-high cruise. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. Oh, man. I, I did see someone say they hadn't heard candy ass said in a long time, and I was thinking you've not watched a Grizzly football practice in a because I think we heard it's it. Like, it's been reintroduced to uh, Grizz Nation this week. Candy ass. It sounds <laughs> delicious. <laughs> 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 it's Nicki Minaj. There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been eating this normal. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, there we go. There it was. There it was. <laughs> You've got a nasty season shirt on, don't you? Oh, man. Oh. Tis the season. In case you guys are wondering, we are having that much fun. We are legitimately having that much fun. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Somehow this is even better than last week. Yeah, this is... It's l- less offensive. You're never, never going to have us back. We're going to have to take a long time off that. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Johnny Claxton says if the Grizz win the coin toss, should they take the ball or defer? Defer. Defer. And you know what? Defer. They should do what they do every game, which is defer. And Idaho, when they played us, didn't defer and switched sidelines, and they lost. Play your game. Don't, don't change your routine. Don't outthink yourself. Yeah. yeah. Remember, Johnny, always defer. <laughs> uh, Lynn Solomon, uh, who was on the pod earlier this year, will be in the Monty movie. She just wants to make sure we're excited for All right. Uh, don't let us down, Lynn. Third quarter? Oh, Monty movie. What, 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 probably yeah. the pot, third, third quarter, quarter usually. usually. Usually third quarter. Let's go. Let's go, Lynn. So it'll be a 10,000. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Uh, Monty is my hero. It says two and a half minutes to go. The Grizz have the ball. On their 20-yard line, down four. Which quarterback's on the field? Two and a half minutes to go. The senior. True. Right? The guy that got you there. Absolutely. Just because he's... Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say uh, unflappable. But that's the right I like call. That word, they though. have been putting a yacht in for those two-minute drills right before halftime. But but, Sac- yeah, but it's, I, Cliff. I mean, it's Cliff. Like, Sacramento State showed the error that you can sometimes make yeah. when you insert a freshman in a moment where you need your, your, your dude, your guy that's been leading the team. Because they plugged that 17 in a couple times in our game and didn't work, didn't work and turned into more points for the Grizz. Uh, Vince Poor shared he has photos of Mark Mariani's autograph and Andrew Schmidt's autograph on two different cards here and was wondering which one is more valuable. We made sure to tag both Mark and Andrew in that. Uh, Corey Bleak, do you anticipate any of the injured players returning for the game? McGinnis, Fonts, Gradney, Brown, Glasgow? Oh, kicker, yeah, Glasgow. 
or any others. Were there any comments about whose card was worth more? <laughs> First, before we go on. Oh, yeah, good point. I mean, it's clearly Schmidt, right? I mean... Well, I mean, as the commissioner of the Snowball <laughs> Conference... Um, so I mean, that's a long, I mean, in the long, short, in the lasting short term, legacy. A long in the burn. short term, it's going to be Mariani. I'm playing the long game. Long game. Long game. Long game. Playing the long game. Schmidt. <laughs> hey, America's Andrew. favorite backup running back, and I think he's like two-time defending Uncle of the Year. Hey, there you go. Yeah, and when, so I'm going Uncle of the Year. When, when he's heading up with is what with the ashes of the uh, the um, NCAA, and he's the new commissioner. Hundred percent. Yeah. No. He yeah. hasn't he even his. had his best year yet. Um, <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't peaked. Yeah. No, not Mariani's peaked. Yeah. I love I love Schmidt. Um, Schmidt's one of my favorite people in the world. I was telling someone a funny story the other day. Uh, I had a pair of cowboy boots in college, weren't mine. And uh, one day I was sitting on my couch. And so hold on, how did you? Have I was going to say there's some questions. I think, I, I, think I got them. You just you just had a double negative. Yeah. So somebody uh, left these boots at our house. This is true, yeah. And I think Mark had him maybe for a Halloween costume, maybe he's Woody or something. And then, and then I, I uh, believe that that happened. I think I've seen that picture. Yeah. And these boots sat at the house, and I was, just, I was just sitting there one day, and I don't know who they were, so I put them on. And then Schmidt came over and saw them, and they say, not because of Toy Story, maybe, I'm not sure, but they say Andy on the bottom. They were his boots. Yeah. So he got his boots back. But, um, yeah, he hasn't peaked yet. Okay. Not even close. A lot of potential <laughs> for Schmidt. The uh, <laughs> sky's yeah. the limit for him. Yeah. And my Mark just went in the Hall of Fame. Like, really? That's it. That's it. Over. Where's it going from here? It's all I downhill. went there. All He's just in the Montana Hall of Fame. Andrew, <laughs> look out. It's going to re- revolutionize the Hall of Fame. The sky's the limit. Um, I went to that Hall of Fame dinner. Any um, takeaways from that? Yeah, there are. Uh, Scott Palmer hurt his knee, couldn't come, bailed. Um, understandable. Jace didn't show up. Not understandable. We're pretty used, no, to, we're pretty used to that here. Um, he's consistent. Scott surprised me, but he was helping Jace tile his bathroom floor. So the fault falls on Jace for both of them. Oh, man. Two minuses. And then, um, so I brought my girlfriend with me. And we had four tickets, only got two petit fillets, so the uh, university catering system owes me two petit fillets. All right, that's a that's a fair. I didn't want to ask for them because I felt bad about it, but uh, I was still hungry. Great, great, <laughs> wonderful Hall of Fame dinner and ceremony, but uh, sky's the limit for Schmidt. All right. Did I now see? Now we're going off on sidetrack here. Did I hear someone talking about Mark said in his acceptance speech that? He actually started as a preferred walk-on, but lost his status as a preferred walk-on. Did he talk about that at all? He did. Which is just like, that just adds a little layer to his... I mean, I don't really know because um, none of us really... I mean, for me, and because Mark and I lived together for a number of years and we're like really, really good friends. Um, I don't remember. I just remember we all just had a good time and played <laughs> football and I didn't really think about the nitty-gritty of every day and yep. grind it out um i did we went through it but yeah tim anderson yep got mm-hmm. the preferred walk on yep and he was there and mark and tim were freshman roommates yeah luke and i were the um, ra's yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about, I know we talked about yeah. that at the hall of fame <laughs> mark and uh and all of us and tim but uh i mean mark was a good enough receiver we just we had so many receivers. 
when I came in, we had Talmadge, Bagley, Schulte, Troxel. I mean, you name it. It just went on and on and on and on. Ferreter. Yeah. I can't forget Icy Mike. The best of all of us. Um, (laughs) I'm serious. Um, Yeah, a lot of receivers. I mean, Brett Collier. uh, There was, yeah, I'm missing somebody. Yeah, Collier. Dan McFarland, Missoula's finest dentist. Easily. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Ponderosa Dental? Yeah. Look him up. Right. Um, Dan was actually, not to go on tangent, but very, very good receiver. <clears throat> Didn't stick it all out, but Dan was really good. Conrad Montana, that guy was a, he was actually a very good receiver. Shout out to Kyle Growski, Twins Greens Dental. <laughs> He's a yes. Shelby guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, other dental, any other dental clinics, but... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, no, so to circle back, um, Tim Anderson got the preferred walk-on spot because we just were, we were short on DBs. So, yeah. and then Mark came right in after, uh, at fall camp, kind of wrapped up. Yep. So, and the day after that, I mean, then he was just solid throughout. So, uh, interesting. <laughs> but it's always, you know, the road is long with many a winding turns. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey's question all the way back on injuries. We're not going to hear shit this week, right? No, no I don't know any. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> IBS. Yeah, one of them. It's oh, possible. It's going through the whole team and brittle bone syndrome yep. from pulling the everyone else. Yeah. Yep. Uh, earlier, uh, at AZ Grizz fan shared a picture of Jace and him, wondering if Jace had remembers him from twelve years ago. And we were able to. Ty, did you hear back from Jace at all yet, or is he? No, but I'm going to confirm it. <laughs> Come back to that. He 100 percent remembers Az Grizz. <laughs> that was probably um, the, that was that was the peak of his, his, his year. Down in Dukes, Jace did have a. Uh, I saw the picture. Beautiful flow. A looks like a champion white Grizz T-shirt on. That's right. You know the stiff cotton, the stuff that isn't nice. Um, Super look great. Yeah. It was really on in Jace's yeah. uh, <laughs> post uh, career <laughs> adventures. Uh, Casey Oman is saying game day missed a great opportunity to come here, not only just to see Missoula, but to see Andrew uh, Schmidt get uh, you know dropped in the dunk tank. Um, we should make that happen. Schmidt was uh, going to take the dunk tank as punishment after the NAU pod, saying that where's the dunk tank? Well, it's it's not it's not coming together. Oh, so because he's not in town, we're trying to figure something. But out. the next time he comes to town, so there is a tiny spot that I know that's pretty close to a natural dunk tank. Yep. Oh, good point. Right down the river. <laughs> the river. All right. Schmidt, we're ready for you. Schmidt, We've we're solved just going to throw you in the river. If you're going to if you're going to end up in the Hall of Fame and do big things, Schmidt, <laughs> this is where we start. Don't think tailgate's up. Spot number 4. Every tailgate's black flagged. So come make it happen. Oh my god. I'm just down the road. Just let me know if that <laughs> happens. <laughs> There's confirmation that Andrew Schmidt will be at the game. No. no he's not going to be at this one. He's gonna, it sounds like he's going to try to make a playoff game. That's okay, fair. playoff game. Let's go. Why not? Semi-finals. Colder. I'm calling it. <laughs> I'd even found a place that rents them here in town. Let's dunk him in the city. It wasn't that expensive. It was like hey, 200 I, bucks with a $50 I, I mean, cleaning fee. I'm eating on the dunk tank, or <laughs> we'll figure something out. So Do you guys think Schmidt's the guy who does the cold plunges? Like he has a tank? I could see Schmidt having oh, a cold yeah. plunge tank. Yeah. He bought one of the like cold plunges. Right? He does the cold plunging and then he does the, the not breathe for two minutes at a time thing. Who's this? Yeah. Leaves it all. Schmidt. He Schmidt kinda, does kinda, I'm, I'm I believe guessing. he could. I don't know. Well, I believe it, yeah. He strikes me as... He's a healthy lad. 
<laughs> Obviously, like Happy Gilmore is a fictional character. <laughs> 365 days left to hockey season. Right? So he's talking. He's, like, like that's Schmidt, the reverse in the dunk tank. Like yeah. he's he's prepping for that right now. So let's go, Schmitty. Yep. Hey, he's a Hall of Famer. 100. <laughs> Sun Belt. No, uh, snow Belt. The commish. Sun Belt. The commish. Tyler Foz just saying what uh, decibel level we need this crowd at this weekend. Max. I was going to say Coulthard touched on it. Maxed out. Yep. Garrett Skelton, Mike, you kind of talked about this. Cats have more to lose uh, with expectations. Uh, I think we kind of uh, touched on that. Eric Witz, uh, everyone's – let's hear everyone's MVP of the Battle of the Brawl or whatever. Predictions. Who do we think will be the MVP on Saturday? I hope it's the crowd. <clears throat> hey, I'll take the crowd I because really then do. I'm a part of it. Because uh, Colt, I mean, crowd. we also have the crowd. Um a little spotty at Sac State. A little spotty. Yeah. I know it's a night game. I know it's, it wasn't even that cold. It was actually pretty nice. I would hate to see the bear spots filled in with blue and gold. I really, really hope that there's a lot of fans there, Chris fans, and they didn't sell their tickets. Because believe it or not, Cole can attest to it, it's nice to have a lot of Grizz fans. Packed. Uh, especially for this game. It'll be packed, but it'll be nice to be packed with Grizz fans and not – you know, 10,000 or even 1,000 cat fans because um, be people much. sold their tickets. Yeah. <laughs> it matters. And also, it's, you know, coming back in after halftime, it's always going to be a little empty. But Stay it was, it was in the stadium. It was it was more than empty last time. Shut my tailgate down. Man, for a team that's, you know. Don't open it. Hey, don't, no, no tailgate Before and after. We're going we're gonna to celebrate before because it's, you know. With cat and then after. And if you got to go out, show some hustle. Get your knees up. Get out there. And get back in. I mean, this is a timed event. It's a timed event. We know when it starts. We know when it finishes. We know exactly how much time we have at halftime. Get out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, from 124 up the stairs, down the stairs, out in the Colts tailgate, it takes six minutes and 17 seconds if you're hustling. And that's what people That's 13 the minutes to drink beers. Exactly. Or, or, or just do what everybody else does. Sneak in a couple extra beers. Yeah. Let's go. Todd or Palmer the, gave me some, a fireball out of some his of front mo- pocket. Yeah, exactly. I was some like, wow. Mo- I was like, you, buddy. I said, that's an uncle that I can rely on. It's a guy that I trust and love. That's a um, man of the people. <clears throat> I like all that. If we're talking players, Gilman is my vote. So that means we're going to have a, we're going to have a day that works for us if Gilman's the MVP. I'd say Cliff. All right. Him as starter is like kind of like the turnaround going. Right. I'm saying Wilson. Oh, I like there that too. I like that. And when we were asking about who was going to score their first touchdown, yeah. for the Grizz, it's going to be a defensive or a special teams touchdown. Hot take. Let's go. Come on. Okay. I like it. Okay. Defense or special teams is going to be the first one to score. All right. Let's Damn. See what for the boys in maroon. Or black, whatever color. I mean, if it's or a special, copper, if it's a, if it's a, maroon it's a special out, team so score, copper. If, it's, if it's a special team score, what team are you looking at? If it's a special team score, what team? What team are we looking at here? Is it hunter kick? I'm gonna say KOR. Kickoff return. Okay. Oh, we have, we have, yeah. a, we have hey, a boy, that would be turn for a hot second. Bring back the wedge. <laughs> oh, back, back, back when you it's can illegal, do it. It's illegal, but bring it back. Back, back when you can do yeah. a four-man wedge when football was football. <laughs> I agree. Let's go. You're looking at the last of the alpha males here. <laughs> Stop it. This man led the wedge. Ooh. 
Uh, Swiss cheese, baby. <laughs> Silvertip's just wondering how we make it through this week. Um, and he's also wondering what golf course I'm playing at 6 a.m. Saturday morning. I've played golf, or at least hit a golf ball, uh, every game since NAU before the Grizz have played. There you go. So I got What's it. open? At 6 a.m., I think it's going to be the park across the street from my house. All right. <laughs> get it. Get so, it far and straight, buddy. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, Montana Grizz Foam Finger is wondering what is the most interesting or memorable interaction you've had with a cat fan away from a sports setting. Away from – oh, man. I had a good yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. Blend setting. them together. Blend them together. If anyone's got a better one, go ahead and let me think about this. I mean, I've met all sorts of cat fans across the state. I had a, I mean, an eight or ten year old setting. come and try to sell me Grizz cat. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh. Not too long ago that I almost had to educate the young man. He was maybe uh, cheering for the team in blue and gold, trying to sell me a uh, $100 board so he could go to Washington, D.C. You have good, it al- good it restraint. Almost got weird. It almost good got restraint. weird. I, 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 still, I still, I still had. I, no, he was, he was, he was very vocal. <laughs> he was very vocal. <clears throat> Which, uh, yeah. And then, uh, other than that, I think I was going through the Salt Lake Airport last year, and whenever I fly, I try to fly the Grizz colors. Right, it could be a, whoever marketing. Yeah, right, yeah, you fly, yeah. fly your Grizz colors. You got to be wearing your, your yeah, Grizz stuff. Yeah. So walking through the Salt Lake Airport. It's an honorable trade. Had the uh, the international symbol for "Don't freaking talk to me" with it with the Bose headphones on, and oh, yeah. uh, trying to walk through. And I had the, I think maybe this sweatshirt. It's a maroon Grizz shirt on, and I had my you know black Grizz hat, standard standard flying uniform for me, and uh, had the headphones on, and I had a guy. Tap me on the shoulder like this, and you know I turn around thinking, you know what, who, who is it? And it's some asshole in blue and gold wanting to, you know, chat about uh, my choice of attire when I'm flying and his choice of attire when flying, and he wanted to have an interaction in the middle of Salt Lake Airport. So kind of look at him, and he's talking about the or the Grizz versus the Cats record and yada yada yada, and he's going on and on and. I could have hit him with some knowledge, right? 73, and you know, <clears throat> how many wins, and you could win every freaking game till the end of time, and it'd take you a while to catch up. Took the high road. You high roaded this one, too. <laughs> and just fucking walked off. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even say it. So, you know, whoever the Salt Lake guy in the airport is. Salt See, I feel like you have got um, kind of some ultimate, like, hey, you remember when the Grizz ran the, won that national championship in 2001? Yeah, I was on that team. <laughs> Nothing you can say matters to me. Yeah. You're a winner. Cat cat fans in general. I saw I was in Orlando and I saw a cat fan at a realtor conference. Like we were in a bar. Um not at the conference, but I just saw the blue coat with the little cat logo on it. And I just I was like, wait, wait, hang on. And I walked over. I pointed his logo, and he, like, smiles. You know, he's like, oh, this is, like, FTC. And he's just like, oh, my God. And then we had a beer together, and he was, like, a decent dude. But, you know, he's, like, some engineer on the East Coast, probably making, you know, shit ton of money. But it was kind of fun. Love it. Like, some guy in Florida, like, hey, he's a Montana guy. It's like, FTC. <laughs> FTC, that's the right approach. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you set the edge. <laughs> yeah. good, good, solid gap control. Yes, yes. right. There we good. go. That's what we need. That's what we need. Uh, okay, Timothy Pratt's pointing out Missouri Valley could have five teams at seven and four. 
Um, a lot of people are talking about they could send seven teams from that conference to the playoffs. I haven't really looked at playoff pictures. Seven I'm sorry, world? Tim. Wow. Yeah, no. Well, Tim sounds like a bunch of losers to me. Buddy, we're going to talk about this next week, all right? Yeah, there's, But that's the crazy thing. There's two conferences. I mean, just the brief thing. The Missouri Valley Football Conference, you got South Dakota State, and then everyone else, well, there's South Dakota, and then there's a whole bunch of seven and four schools. Uh, and then you hit the Colonial, the CAA. It's a 13, 14. How many teams are in the CAA? A lot. 35? Yeah, 35. There's four teams that are 6-1 and one in conference. I don't think any of them play each other. So they tweeted out this, like, white paper on how the conference will be determined. Because they have so many teams and all top teams haven't played each other. So, yeah. The coin flip. <laughs> the coin flip. Points like. for and points against. <laughs> Jesus. And then I think they then they do an Indian leg wrestling match between the two captains. Oh, <laughs> That's way to do it. To get the automatic bid, right? This could be some competition. <laughs> uh, Colin Groats just saying you realize your season tickets are voided for the for Grizz Cat. How much would you pay to have the last seat in the stadium for this game? Three hundred and fifteen dollars. Boy, <laughs> boy, that probably isn't the route that I would take. There would be holy hell to pay. Yeah, and I'd find the right. Burn people. it down. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd listen to Marty. Listen. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to. What would you sell your ticket for? I wouldn't. Like, like someone came from the top rope, Mike, and said ten grand. No. Odd. Oof. I take, I take ten grand because I see people selling for five hundred. So I take the ten grand, buy that ticket for five hundred, and I'm ninety five hundred ahead. Oh, if it's the last That's seat, why though. You're great at math. See, <laughs> but they said last seat, though. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just thinking, like, what's what's it going to do? You, and you can't go. You can't arbitrage the market here. Okay, you can't. No. <laughs> ten grand's a lot of money. Ten grand's a lot of money. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Like you sell that ticket, you take ten grand, then the Grizz lose. You're gonna feel like it's like your fault, right? Just, I don't know. Have to be a bigger number than ten. Mike's not doing it for ten. Twenty-five. Let's just move on. <laughs> uh, okay, Tom Kuglin, uh, the, the the uniform combo. I think we touched on that. Uh, four six Grizz uh, with the rush defense. We've talked on that too. Uh. Mighty Soup 1 is wondering if the Grizz come out in copper and gold throwbacks. I think we kind of said, nope, probably not. It is a maroon out, so that'd be a little weird. Um, Colin Grode also asked, when was the last time we choose candy ass in an argument? I think we got that. <clears throat> We're going to do a lot more. <laughs> uh, Lane Norberg is just wanting to know what the deal is with fonts. I don't really know, right? Who We're knows? not going to. Uh at Montana Dirt says, Luke, Shelby is not the same without Hong Kong Chan's black bean chicken. FTC. It's so true. Hong Kong Chan's is, is a... Shelby, when I say it's the Paris of the High Line, it's, we're the epicenter <laughs> of culture for the area. Oh my God. Growing up, we had two Chinese restaurants, Mike. Hong Kong Chan's? That place sounds... <laughs> Sometimes, awesome. Sometimes the oh, names man. of restaurants sound oh, no, more racist <laughs> than actual racist terms. Like, <laughs> like, but we have we've had two Chinese restaurants in Shelby. It's where he's from. It's probably great food. 
so good. The these two restaurants <clears throat> have ruined my palate for actual Chinese food. You know, like for the better. You're like, this isn't Hong Kong Chan's black bean soup. <laughs> you take me to a five star like, Asian restaurant. I'm like, nah, ah, no. <laughs> it's not what Hong Kong Chan serves. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, one of them folded, so we just have Kowloon's uh, open and. Oh. Uh, and ready to sell you guys some Mongolian mm. beef. Is there any way to start a GoFundMe? Yeah. Um, Jan's back in the <laughs> back in the fold here. Oh man, That's I love that stuff. place though. So. Mm. Yeah, we're no, we no longer have the China Bowl, which is disappointing. Yeah, yeah. it turned into a home decorating store. Sure yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. 406 Grizz, I uh, want to just know like what this week's like. I think we touched on that. Uh, Brady Freiberger is wondering if we could clone one offensive and defensive player to make up both sides of the ball. Who would you pick? 11 of the same guys. Okay, wait, this gets a little. 11 of the same guys on defense and 11 of the same guys on offense. Boy, that um, that that's a little weird. <laughs> Then it's not football. You're either not going to have O linemen say, or you're going to have <laughs> all you've lost linemen. The yeah. You've lost the essence of the game. I mean, maybe the tight end, so there's at least a little bit of athleticism <laughs> yeah. there. That's a weird question. That's called water polo. <laughs> um, the interesting observation here from uh, Artemis Buckshank is that the only commonality in MSU's losses since hiring Brent Vegan <laughs> are That's all on name. the road, all on the road in places that draw crowds. Chris fans need to be ready. Get Thank out. you. Get Thank it. you, Artemis Buckshank. TBL Grizz is wondering what, like, the, what, why, how was Big Cliff not good enough to play for Central Arkansas? I think it goes back to kind of the place and time thing. And, he, you know, he needed to be in an offense where yeah. he had the right tools around him, but. He also wasn't ready to play in week one. Like, he, he yeah. wasn't. So, I think there's probably a lot of answers to that question. Yeah. Uh, Milko, Milko3479 is uh, wondering, just saying the last two games, uh, other teams run offense. In the last two games, the other teams run offense that has been able to score on their opening drive. Does Grizz defense need the opening drive to really get going? Uh, or the coaches adjust to stop the run. Uh, Cat fans also say people don't like running on them. Do we think that's true or not? You know, the most most teams, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, those, those first drives are usually scripted, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, I like, guess teams are having a good, good success on their scripted drives against the Grizz, but then after that they seem to adjust. Well, that's, Everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. My yeah. Sac State first drive looked great. Boom, boom. We did this. They did that. They did that. We did this, and then next thing you know, we kind of figure it out and kadoosh. And then, as far as other teams not run on the cats, it's because they run and control the ball well, so that you're playing catch up. So you got to be throwing. You got to be dictating the tempo. So I mean, I think I think that that. That's the biggest difference on that one. I just, I am less concerned about moving the ball in their defense than I am stopping their run. 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, they averaged like six yards a carry last year. Yeah, they've got some, they've got some dynamic players on offense, especially a quarterback. Yeah. There's two playmakers. Um, and uh, Thomas Touchdown throws the ball slightly better than he used to. 
slightly. <laughs> but all trains get better, you know. Thomas touchdown. Thomas two toes. Yep. I got um, I got nothing for that. Thomas touchdown. What did you say? That's his given name. His Lord given. His given Christian name. There you go. Um, it sounds better. I don't even. I don't even know what they call him. Do you think we'll Is see it? a steady dose of both of them, both Chambers and Thomas, or will they start Thomas? I mean, it's he's a Montana boy. It's the brawl. You know, it's kind of funny that way. They always like to give the Montana kids. It seems like in this game particularly, uh, until they until they suck. But it's like, all right, we'll make a change. But I think he'll have he'll have the reins until he can't control it. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's only speculation. <laughs> sure, they got a plan. Uh, the football head was wondering if we think Justin Green could be a good head coach. I think the biggest problem or, or I don't know problems right word but he's never been anywhere else and I think yeah. that could be tough sure I think that seems like probably doing he's doing coach. yeah not that like couldn't be but yeah. I think maybe some guys are just better as coordinators no, I, I, position I, coaches and I think if you don't want to be more or less like a politician kind of like guy where you're kind of leading not not that but like an administrator type of person talking with the boosters being in front of the microphone yeah I mean you got to deal with a lot of people a lot of personalities and some guys are just better leading a group of players sure and I think that's more important honestly and I think Justin Green's very good at her he wouldn't be here doing this for as long as he has three different head coach recognize that he's the right guy for the job right so Yeah. yeah Uh, Montana guy, Luke, is wondering if you want to expound any more on your um, analogy last week. No, I was um, actually really hoping you guys cut that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, b is wondering if this is the best coaching accomplishment in Bobby's career, this year's results so far. I think that if you look at it from the standpoint of where they were picked and where they're going to finish, it's got to be one of the best. Because yeah. most of the first time he was here, we were picked one or two. Yeah. You know, so we're going to finish minimum four point four slots higher than we were picked. Yeah. Maybe win the conference. Right. If you look at it from that scale, yeah. The rest is yet to be written, I think. I right. Mean, yeah, I think, I think he's had a pretty good year as, as far as like, but I mean, what were they picked to? Six to six. I mean, six. I just want to know how many six yards is pretty good. Had out. I mean, six is like, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good place to be picked. And like to be where they are now, it's pretty solid. I had no yard signs, but firm opinions, Colt. <laughs> Which is totally fair and valid. <laughs> Your opinions matter, Mike. Uh, um, GrizzFan406 wondering who, who we would like to see in the playoffs. Nameless, faceless opponent. Just yep. get in the playoffs. Yep. Get in. I don't care. I, and that's just kind of another weird thing about this. Like, I really don't care. It's like, it would be fun to have North Dakota State come here. Maybe. Maybe. I always like playing the teams from the south when it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Cat fan, just trolling you, uh, all you, all of us, wondering if, if you enjoyed the brawl last year. The um, goose. I didn't know the hey, goose. Hey, uh, Cat fan, here. did you enjoy the the seventy three wins that we've had? <laughs> <laughs> You're a loser. Suck it. <laughs> You'll always be a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Keep holding on to nineteen eighty four. Oh man, and your national championship that was a tie. Yeah. Sweet. Um, 
GrizzCC1979 is just wondering if Andrew Schmidt's criticisms, uh, the September 25th podcast, uh, help light a, f- light a fire under the Grizz. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. Of course, he's a known motivator. (laughs) (laughs) Known motivator. Just add it to the name. And how dare how dare you question Schmidt? Right, (laughs) sir. Um, I don't know if he's questioning. Maybe he's saying this is the the crucible moment for this season. Uh, Do we think the Cats are going to go up tempo against the Grizz defense? He's had issues with that. Does a running team ever go up tempo? Not really. Idaho tried it and it worked, and then they gave it up, and then it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, up tempo is a two minute style offense, and you got to be able to, for, to you spin, be, spin, spin the ball. He's a known great passer of the football. <laughs> you got to be able to spin it. Uh, if you don't have that, up tempo is uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke, question for you: Can you speak to what it's like for people who are not from Missoula to deal with cat fans? Uh, that people from Missoula can only dream of. There's a lot of cat fans in my neck of the woods. And I think it's, I don't know, they're idiots where I'm from. They're idiots here. I don't know. There's, it's only a very recent situation where they've been able to start John a little bit. And again, you just go back to what, 60 or 73 and. Should be, 70, should be 74. They 74. Them, right? yeah. Yeah. 73 and 42. 74 and 42. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you can't shit talk your way out of that, like, situation, yeah. those numbers, like, you're getting bullied and it's your fault. I mean, they've they found it convenient to crawl, crawl out of their woodland shanties finally. <laughs> <Yeah>. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, good on them. They want to come out and talk some smack, but like old and all you guys said... They're losers. <laughs> they always will be. Uh, observation here about just Tim Houck's influence on this defense this year. Love it. I mean, these great teams back. I was going to say, it's got to be. the beginning of the year. These guys were pumped. He's a great motivator and a great coach. Was Tim involved? This was pretty quick. Tim yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, yeah. Tim, is, Tim recruited me when I was in high school, and he's a big reason why I came here. And, uh, and my brother. Tim's awesome. He's an incredible coach, incredible person, and I think he's he's a huge motivator for players. Like he just he's a he's a players coach. I love having him. So he's, he's a good great. guy for Bradford to have in his first year as a D coordinator. Yeah, no, I mean huge. I mean he is he's a Montana guy, a Grizz through and through, like top tier. And I think he's a great guy to have around the program. And we had him there. We were lucky enough to have him there when I was playing. And then he was gone for a while. Before that, he wasn't there. And when I saw him back this year, I, I thought that was awesome. I think that's a huge part of their success on defense. Hmm. Tim is awesome. Like, he is – it doesn't get much better than him as a coach or a person. So, yeah. cool, big fan. All right. All right, home stretch here. Got a few more. Iowa Grizz is expecting this game to be pretty chippy. Um, over, <laughs> under for the first personal foul at 20 minutes. So under, I would say under. under. That's the second quarter. Are we talking? Under. Are we talking twenty Tone minutes setters. of clock or twenty minutes of game? Like just twenty I, minutes. I would assume he's talking twenty minutes. Like of at twelve twenty, or at like in five minutes into the second quarter. The Grizz aren't sacks at horns. We're gonna run across the field. I mean, there's. I mean, this isn't Noam. There's rules. As a player, there's <laughs> yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, 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 Come on, Donnie. Mark it down. There's rules. Come on, that was a good one. You're so. <laughs> Uh, okay. 
Yeah, there's going to be a personal foul early, right? But um, a loving one. Early <laughs> early rumor is we're going to get that ref with the the glasses that we had at Ida. <laughs> oh God! Why uh, would they let that guy? The go? word is is that he's going to be the head. So. Oh no! So yeah. Uh, a couple questions for Palmer's. Jace isn't here, so he can't uh, be talking about the three-three-five, I guess. But Ty, uh, Putter is wondering, given that Cliff appears to be slower at reading coverages, do you feel that putting that this puts more pressure on Grizz receivers to get separation earlier than normal? I mean, we talked about this last year, but and this is this is all these guys do. Every single day yeah. is played. And as far as I can tell, the Grizz have a good defense. Yeah. This is who we play against every day in practice. If he's slow at reading coverages, I just I, – I don't – this guy's also been playing the game at a collegiate level for longer than most. Seven years? He's so, a seven-year senior, right? <laughs> six years I find six it hard time. to believe that he's yeah. slow at reading coverages. I just – it's probably more a product of we've been playing good teams yeah. that cover well. And that makes it hard to find guys that are open. But I also think we have great receivers, too. So I think it's just a product of good defenses playing against good receivers. And, I mean, someone's going to get open. I don't think he's doing a bad job. And it's a responsibility of both sides. So quarterbacks have to be able to read coverages pre-snap, also after the snap, and then make a decision. Um does he wait a little bit longer sometimes? Yeah, probably, but that's probably because defense is playing well. So, um, yeah, what I like, just, especially in shotgun, just be like, get snap, take a step, look, look, and throw the ball. Absolutely. But if he's not, it's probably because it's good defense being played. Yeah. But it's on receivers too. So, I mean, that's just one of those things where it's like you can take one play and be like, oh, he's taking forever to throw the ball. But there's also 35 plays where he – Gets out the ball out quick. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a recency thing. It's like, oh, no, we've got a coverage sack, or he threw it away or one time, and then he, he might have made ten perfect throws and reads in a row after that that you completely forgot about because things went well. Mm-hmm. So you got to remember, these guys, they're not professionals. They're amateurs, but <laughs> they do a pretty good job because it's what they do day in, day out. So you just got to kind of trust that they can do their job. Yeah. So. All right, uh, we got uh, looks like three to go here. So beware the D is just worried that um, we've not been in a situation where we've needed a late drive to win a game. No time like the present. <laughs> or think, hopefully we don't. Hit well, him in the, the mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we are. I think that's what we're at. I think we're a lot historically been a second half team, and if we need to put together a drive, we do. Yeah. So, so I'd love to see it. Someone, that's fun football to watch. Someone's wondering what happened to Go Grizz fight on. Good uh, What is that? Yeah, it's never a thing. Never heard of it. It's never a thing. Uh, Evergrizz says, Mike, do you think if the city of Missoula had 17 cameras, they could have found 5,100 Newton votes? Congratulations, though, on a great campaign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just wondering, uh, high, higher level of intoxication, Friday night after the Beer and Wine Festival or Saturday after the Grizz beat the Cats? Saturday. 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 Absolutely oh, Saturday. Yeah. That's the questions, guys. I probably skipped a few, missed a few, but uh, we fine. had we had a lot. So I apologize right. if I missed a few. So we are at the part of the pod that people have waited however many hours for at this point. We got to pick the game. Who's starting? 
Brent is. I'm going to start? Well, I think when I looked at this, like, uh, I picked a... I said the Grizz were going to go lose one game this year in the regular season. But yeah. I thought this one game was going to be this game. But they've already lost one game. So fuck the Cats. We're going to beat them. <laughs> yes. Grizz are winning. Yes. All right. What's the score? What's the score? 24-13. Grizz. like it. Ooh. All right. I'm already nervous about that number. Yeah. <laughs> Me. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go... 21 38 Grizz. Some points. I'm going to go with the Grizz. Uh, Score wise, 21 6. Love it. Whoa, 21 6. Man. That could be two field goals or a missed extra point. That's a good point. That's gonna a... kill everyone. <laughs> I was real like I mean, it's always been a thing, right? Like the Grizz have to prove it again. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why would you bet against the Cats until the Grizz have taken this game back? Um, I did think that, like Brent said, like Idaho sack MSU would be. I didn't think we would win all three of those games. So having won two of those, I'm like, well, this dovetails into where the loss sits. But that's that's some use your next words. That's some <laughs> pussy shit. <laughs> like being like they gotta win it first, and then I'll believe. Like that's not what being a fan's about. Like we're at home, and even though I think our players are gonna play like they're the underdog, I think they're a more complete team. MSU does one thing really well, and that's run the ball. But I think I think we play defense well, and we've got a more dynamic offense than the Cats have seen from us in a long, long time. I think we're going to win this game at home. All right. And I think the score is going to be like 31-24. I like it. Yeah. All right. Michael? So the Cats have a lot more to lose this game, right? Yeah. Based on their preseason uh, predictions. They do. Their back's against the wall, maybe. And apparently Brent Vegan's the uh, second coming of Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Thomas Touchdown. Thomas Touchdown can do no wrong. It's his Christian name. It is. See? It's a Christian thing. He's got the Lord by his side. Um, it's odd because I've never been less concerned about a game but it's not necessarily because I know for certain what's going to happen it's just that these guys have exceeded all my expectations this year and like we said earlier they're playing with house money I think they're going to be loose I think Cliff is a cool customer I think a yacht is the real deal and he'll get in there a little bit too and I don't think it's going to be close I think it's going to be like 42-17 You guys did. I think you guys. Yeah, no, you guys you turned the tide in. over the last two and a half, three hours. We've done it. Because <laughs> in the preseason, I picked them to lose. It's a different world. I think we all did, didn't we? Yeah. We did. Yeah. But this is a better team than I thought we had. It's just you guys did, though. 
<laughs> yeah. That side of the tail picked him to <laughs> Oh, boy. We're laying it down here. Oh, All God. right. Any final thoughts from anybody? I'm so excited for Saturday. This is going to be fun. It's going to be great. This is the fun. longest week of the year. It takes forever. Guys, thanks for coming. I know these drag on, but people give us so many questions when you're on that I think that also kind of stretches out a little bit. It does. We will be around the tailgates. If you know us, come find us. If not, we will be back here next Sunday no matter what. Fuck the cats. Go Grizz. <laughs>